So this is No Sold, episode 41. We're back again. We've got the East-West connection in full effect. All three of us live in color, in attendance. How are you guys feeling? Amazing, as usual. $1 million. $1 million. Cold cash. I like it. Uh, tonight, we're going to get into WrestleMania 18 and... I feel like, you know, we were trying to think about a WrestleMania to go back and watch. We saw this was like the 21st anniversary of this specific WrestleMania. We thought it was good enough for us to choose this one because we've been super old school. You know, WrestleMania one, we could have watched WrestleMania two and, you know, went sequentially or something like that. But we went to that. I Would you guys consider this the Attitude Era still? Or? Ooh. I guess it's the very end of it. Right? Yeah, I would say like the tail end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we went towards. It's actually the, uh... weird because it's like not to cut you off, but that's what we do here on No Sold. <laughs> like it, it's what is it, twenty one years? Yes. Yeah. And it's like weird because like two thousand two, right? So like, it's weird that Austin was still wrestling to me yeah. at that time. You know, like I feel like mm-hmm. he was gone by then because like. I feel like the attitude era is like 97, like is when it was like yeah, really to, at its I, height. Yeah, I think 99, 7 to 99 is what I always yeah. think of. Kind of. And like, you guys don't think of 2000 as still the attitude era? No. Like I, WrestleMania I don't. 2000. Mm. But it makes I sense mean it, that it is. Yeah, it ma- sure. Yeah. It makes sense for sure. But I feel like it was like the tail end because like by WrestleMania 2000, like that was like the radicals were there. Like I feel True. like it wasn't as like. Because the Attitude Era is just crash TV, like the sex yeah. tables, you know, like the uh, bullshit, honestly. Like, yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of it. Looking I back, get weirded like, out when, when um people say, like, oh, I love, like, guys like Chris Jericho and Kurt Angle in the Attitude Era. And I'm like, I guess it was. But I, yeah. I don't think of them right away. No, I know? mean, again, like, I feel like that was kind of, like, the end of it, you know, like... I mean, I guess it was, but like when I think attitude era, I think like when, you know, the dudes left for WCW and Vince was like, all right, we got to do something. And DX, early DX and like Austin. And I don't know, like, I don't think of Jericho as like an attitude era guy. Yeah, I mean, neither. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we're going to talk about WrestleMania 18 from the Toronto Sky Dome, but Last week, we did review current day stuff. Frank and I covered AEW Revolution. We agreed it was a very good show. Um, If you guys haven't watched it, anyone who's listening, I would encourage you to go back and watch Danielson and MJF for sure. It's probably a must-see. And I would argue they've entertained for one hour uh, better than a lot of guys have. Some people say it's the best or second best. We're all about ranking things in this day and age. But um, Frank, what did you uh, think about some of the feedback from our Revolution review? Well, I was checking out Zern's. uh, Zern gave us a box score for every matchup, which is always fun. And Nick, I'm surprised for coming from Zern, you're saying like really high grades in here, especially that Ironman match, which he also loved. Almost gave it a perfect score for that's a that's a, a eleven out of ten for Zern though he gave it a <laughs> nine point three I want to say nine point three yes nine point three from Zern so that's like really crying and I just think the the general reception of that match has been like super positive so 
I'm glad it's not just us being like marks or whatever for the moment, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just like I built I the show was, up I a, was lot. a real cool match. Yeah. I built the show a lot up to him in a text and um, I was afraid I was going to set the bar yeah. too high, but he still yeah. loved it. It looks like yeah. for sure. What else? Uh, anybody else give us feedback? I know we got a lot of streams, a oh, yeah. lot of subs- new subscribers. Uh, so we appreciate all the feedback, but who anybody Mortis else commented our friend, Gregor Mortis, Papa spice on YouTube. Um, he also, you know, it seems like he enjoyed the show mostly. And then the iron rematch again, I think he said it was the best one ever, you know, which I, <sighs> You know, I time will tell, but like I'm almost in agreement with him. It's, it hurts my heart even to say that, you know, against Brett and Sean. But at the, at the moment, it's like it's right there. They're one A and one B to me. So we'll see how time, you know, you know, if, if it tests, yeah. it stands the test of time. Another one. Um, so Ed, who's not a big AEW fan, admittedly, he said, uh, you know, he loved Danielson mm-hmm. and MJF. Yeah. He he he's really into, I guess. Uh, MJF's scumbag persona, as he put it, and the post-match scrum stuff he really yeah, loved. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, Ed, very unique favorite out of the House of Black. Yeah, I respect that too about Ed because I've always liked Buddy Murphy. And we all say I defend Buddy Murphy more than you guys because like his name is so brutal. It's hard <laughs> to like get past it. But like I'm like, I still like the guy, you know, we're John Boy over here. You could have been gone with him several times over. But I'm glad that Ed called Buddy Matthews out because I think, or whatever he goes by even right now. Is it Matthews? Buddy Matthews? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah okay. Buddy Matthews. Like, because uh, I think that guy is super cool. I just wish he, uh, I don't know, could get over, <laughs> you know what I mean, without it's, Malachi. Honestly, the thing about him is his name. That's the only thing that I just I think I agree. The guy's name is Buddy. Yeah. And he's in the house. Yeah, I, th- like, I also think there's something about his face. I don't know. Nah, I, I think be. he's cool, man. I do. I think he looks tough. Like, he's a big fucking yeah. jacked up dude shredded like, yeah like we it's should the same thing him. about Give him a different um, name well he actually in nxt he was called buddy murphy and he debuted like a gimmick called bloody murphy i don't know if you guys saw oh, that no, oh. but he like wore face paint he yeah. was cool and what he only he did it at, like, great. <laughs> he only did it at like house shows and i guess the brass was like nah you know, for whatever reason, yeah. but yeah, he, look it up. He, well, he he's in the cool. right company for blood, know, and blood the right Murphy. stable and the right stable. Even, right? Yep. You know, yeah. Like, it's crazy. Up as, it's yeah, the same sick. thing as, um, it's funny. Cause I was actually talking to Ed about this. Like I like big bill, but the fucking guy's name right, is yeah. big bill. Like it's <laughs> ridiculous. You know, yeah. like it reminds Morrissey. me of like a super Mario brothers, like villain, you know, yeah. like, that name like it's nonsense i prefer marcy and that's dog shit Stupid too you know too. yeah exactly right. i just think of the Smiths. yeah he don't look like the marcy i know yeah. but um <laughs> you know so um that was last week and i would say once again anyone who hasn't watched that iron man match we're we're really propping it up there and for frank to even say it may be above Shawn michaels and uh bret hart which I personally yeah, yeah. cannot do, but I time. get it. I get it. Um, yeah. So for anyone who hasn't seen it, get you know, hopefully we live up. You, it lives up to the hype we've given it, and everyone else because everyone's kind of crowning it. But um, that was last week. Uh, the dynamite follow up, not my favorite, but Danielson had a great promo and an awesome like video montage that got me thinking. And before we get into Mania eighteen, real quick, I want to ask you guys. It's it's just a loaded question, but is Danielson top twenty of all time? Oof. He might be top 20 of all time for my favorites. Is no, no. Like, is he a top 20 goat with this? Because this run in AEW, I think, has been like incredible. 
Well, it's an argument. I think, I think like it's like, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. You could go. I just think that it's the thing that we always talk about. It's what are we basing it on? Mm-hmm. Are we talking about, you know, greatest professional wrestler of all time? And does that mean like household name, impact, money drawn, blah, blah, blah. If you're if we're talking about in-ring performers, the guy's probably top five. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like it depends yeah. what the criteria is. I guess for... like his lasting work, like this body of work. I know it's all I'll, hard to if he know. were to win the AEW title. I mean, it's hard to say that he's not, in my opinion, mm-hmm. like to be at the top in the WWE when they didn't want him to be there, when he had to fight his way up, obviously Ring of Honor, like when you think of like Ring of Honor World Champions, he's one that comes to mind. And then yeah. to be in like this new upstart promotion and if you were to be their top guy, like mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you could definitely make a case. I think you could make a case for him being the best in-ring performer ever. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? So like I see too. Mm-hmm. if 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 that's the case, you got to think he would be top 20. You know what I mean? Especially for this generation of wrestling fans, because wrestling fans, you know, a lot of younger fans don't know anything mm-hmm. about, you know, they think the attitude era started wrestling, you know, <laughs> yeah. so like not to, you know, I'm not shitting on anybody. It's just, it is what it is. They know what they've seen, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I think, I don't think it's outrageous to say that. Yeah, I just really enjoyed this run so much. And I think um, I would be great for him to cap it off with the championship win. But um, yeah, overall, I'm just thinking like, is there really, like, there's not a lot of guys that did it better in the ring. That's fact. And then I look no, at the whole, no. like, even the yeah. promo, like this this montage, the the promo he was cutting, very like, very real and he's not everybody's always like ah, he's not the best promo but really he what he is kind of when he has the right story but frank yeah, real quick solid, i'll let you answer yeah. that what do you think no no i think he's a solid promo for sure he's not like rick flair right but like you're always you could always rely on him and he shows that passion like that one was all heart this past dynamite you know and it's like it got you feeling emotional you're like yeah the guy obviously is a good promo you know so it's like people just don't know what they're saying sometimes you know they <laughs> call them boring and stuff like that and it's just like I get it. You know, not everybody's styles for everyone. And that's, I think, the thing that even when he was first showing up to WWE, where we doubted maybe how high he could get it within that company, you know, just because he was such yes. a work rate guy. You know, in Ring of Honor, he didn't have to talk quite as much, you know. So we were worried in that aspect of it, but he proved everybody wrong to be the guy in the company. And then, yep. you know, mm-hmm. one of the guys in this company. And I think of him as the ring of honor champion. Like when I think of ring of honor world champion, he's the guy I think of. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, he's definitely in that. Like you can't, you, anybody can make that argument and he could be anywhere in the top five, 10, 15, 20. And they're all valid. Yeah. I think so. I think that's fair. And maybe he'll pop up in ring of honor um, soon. We'll see. Uh, I want to at least give real him a little... quick though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pertaining to that promo. Um, since he said like, he's going to go home. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that means ring of honor? I do. Yeah. I think so. Um, I had to tearing it down. Oh, I, I mean, there's, there's definitely some, you know, it's nice to go away, come back. Hopefully he's not done an AW though. No, I, not a chance. I wanted to give him his uh his love because I know MJF uh came out smelling like roses came out of that match and everybody's crowning him, which is fair. Like he was amazing. But Danielson, 
we got to remember, like he's he's just amazing, you know. Really was a, a great showing. Could you guys see a world where <clears throat> Danielson goes to Ring of Honor and like has another great run, you know, just making guys, but then becomes the world champion, and that's how he comes back in the AEW? Like I'm the Ring of Honor world champion versus whoever the current that'd be AEW awesome champion is. You'd get me tuning in for sick, that. You know what I mean? Sure. And then that's yep. when he wins the belt. That would be so sick. I actually I yeah, work Write myself into a shoot. <laughs> Yeah, this is fun. So that was AEW uh, current stuff. It's WrestleMania season, so we're obviously going to be talking more about that coming up. But right now, we're going to go back in time. 21-year anniversary, WrestleMania, 18, from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Sky Dome. 67,000 in the Sky Dome. Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler on commentary. The legendary, all-time GOAT, Howard Finkel, ring announcer. Um any if there's any debates about that leave it in the comments i i i've never met anyone who disagrees but maybe there's someone out there um but anyways <laughs> so we got a cold open with this wrestlemania meaning like they just they just kind of went right into this performance by uh saliva <laughs> takes you back in time to uh oh, man. It takes you back in time. So there was no uh, like immediate sort of like hype or video. It was right into this opening package of saliva music. They were kind of it was weird because like they were playing, you know, their their genre of music. But we were seeing like visuals of like Ric Flair behind them and Hogan. I'm like, this just doesn't fit for my, you know, yeah. taste, I guess. But um, regardless, saliva opened the show. And then we did get a video package that showed all the legends like Warrior Savage who were on bad terms with uh, WWF at the time still. So it was like interesting to see them as part of their video package. And um, these are always like super well done and get me hype. There was voiceovers, Hogan, Taker, Rock, Jericho, Triple H, who Triple H we'll talk about later coming all the way back from the quad injury. Uh, one of his many, you know, injuries that, you know, he made his triumphant return from. <laughs> But yeah, JR and King officially welcome welcome us in. We see fans at uh, WWF New York. And did either of you guys go to WWF New York when it was nope. still around? Never inside. You know, I was I remember looking in the windows and seeing the robes because I like was in New York a couple of times, school trip or whatever, but never been in it. Okay. I always wanted well, we were... a dream of mine. Though. We didn't <laughs> go. Did did we go when we were in there for WrestleMania? No, so we went to New York, obviously, WrestleMania 20. We were there. Yeah. We were staying down there. We walked by it. And okay. I think there was like a line. There was, it was yeah. chaos. Yeah. yeah. And it, you know, it looked like chaos that night on WrestleMania 18. They showed the uh, video footage there. Um, I wanted to mention this was the last WrestleMania before the brand, brand split. So, yep. um, oh, wow. Well, everybody actually, was still, go ahead. I actually know that because after this, I ended up watching the Raw the next day. Okay. And uh, Linda McMahon had like a big announcement and she announced that the reason for it was McMahon and Flair, like they were like beefing mm -hmm. as co-owners. So she was like, the only way to stop this is to have a brand extension, blah, blah, blah. And that's crazy. Like 20, 21 years. Like we've, we've had this now. It's kind of nuts. Brand split. Yeah. That crazy. It's taken them 21 years and they still haven't realized like no one believes <laughs> these two entities are like, rivals yeah, it's or, also it's just so like, weird 
Yeah, it's like <laughs> not like they have all this talent to like juggle, you know, like yeah. I heard Michael Hayes um saying something at like uh trying to justify the brand split, like you know, during those survivor series or bragging rights, like the two teams, like people would ask, like, well, why would anyone believe like Raw hates SmackDown? And he's like, just because they're separate brands, like they hate each other. Like it's <laughs> yeah. just like so I guess they don't overthink it like we do. Like yeah, I hate exactly it. No, but it, but and that's how it is too, right? Like every sport, you you get put on a team. It's like you're not picking the people you're with usually, and then you're like, this is my fucking team, you know, fuck them, you know. And it's <laughs> right. just like and that's just how it ends up always. So yeah. I guess it makes sense ultimately. And like good for them. We've talked about like the new lifestyle for pro wrestlers. Like it's easier for them, you know. Yeah. So that's good but i think it's just like it's not like you have all this talent on your roster now like where you no. need like different brands but and then they blur definitely not the lines so often anyway and then the brand yeah. split sort of fades away and then they bring it back and it fades away and it's just like it's nonsense yeah i guess they view it like afc nfc or you know al nl east west but um Anyways, that's the one little tidbit I wanted to mention. We, we opened the show with the Intercontinental title on the line. Rob Van Dam versus Lord. Well, he wasn't a Lord here. He was just William Regal. But um, William. So Intercontinental title, we often talk about, like sometimes in text we'll joke like, oh, well, IC titles never defended on Mania. It was here. We got two legit, real great workers. I'd say great. Um, RVD's Mania debut. And Regal, um, sporting like the power, the punch, brass knucks version, which I never really got into. And I wanted to ask you guys real quick, um, Frank, what's your favorite version of Regal? Um, you know, honestly, it's probably this power of the punch. Ah, really? <laughs> Regal. Wow. Yeah, because I was just watch. This is when I really got into Regal. See, mm. so like it's a little bit just mm. different for me, timing wise. Like looking back, I love some of those WCW. You mm-hmm. know, watching him run around there with the TV title or whatever it was. Um, you know, those era Regals, I like that stuff. But at the time, this is what made me, you know, first really be like, you know, this dude is actually really good. You know, and like it was this era. So. You guys both put over the um, 2007 Regal when he won King of the Ring. Like, yeah, you guys cool. really that's, like that one. Yeah. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is your favorite Duke. Yeah, the yeah. black and gold Regal with the longer hair. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I mean I always like yeah. every version of Regal except for a real man's man that lasted like two weeks, <laughs> two days. Yeah, but like, this. yeah, Poop. any yeah. <laughs> hard hat, <laughs> any yeah. uh, <laughs> any version of that dude is cooler than most. So. Yeah, so he's got the brass knucks here, which came into play how many years later? Twenty years later with MJF, Forever, yeah, right. The uh, the brass <laughs> knucks. So um, RVD versus Regal. RVD early on, he's kicking the knucks out of Regal's hand. He tried to use them early on. The the brass knucks. RVD kicked them out of his hand. Some good chain wrestling. Crowd's very hot, and there are a ton of signs which we don't see much anymore yeah. at WWE events, especially. Did you guys notice all these signs? Mm-hmm. Um. Crazy neck breaker too, and a full Nelson suplex. Regal like on RVD. Can we talk about for a minute RVD selling and his rubber neck? It always blew my mind, dude. Did you guys hold your breath like every time this dude took a like neck breaker or something? I every I feel like RVD is one of the best all round sellers <clears throat> though mm-hmm. ever because everything he did, you're just like, oh my god! Like even when he didn't move, DDT felt his when pain. he oh, sold, yeah. when he got DDT, it was awesome. Oh my god, yeah. That's a good call. Yeah, the DDTs, he sold really well. Uh, but I just wanted to point out his selling. It's among the greatest ever, I, I think. Like, you know, talk about Dolph, 
Sean Perfect, and I'm sure there's a lot of other Dude, guys. His but... frog splash, the he how he sells hitting his frog splash like yep. it kills him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just you just feel like that's devastating because of how he sells it. Yep. Yeah, and that always like confused me when I was younger. <laughs> like, but it's so smart now that I uh-huh. yeah. see it. You know, um, Regal's lip was busted open pretty early. Duke, we talk about like I said, icy title never really defended on Manias. I feel like. You know, we'll we'll close out this match because it wasn't super long. But um, do you feel like this is one of the better IC title matches that you can remember? Because sometimes they don't get a lot of love. I mean, I don't, I don't really recall a lot of Intercontinental title matches at WrestleManias. So like, <laughs> you know what Other I'm saying? Steamboat so Savage like, exactly. Like, like, so second best, maybe sure. You know, mm-hmm. but like that being said, I think these two. I love them both. Um, I'm more of a Regal fan than an RVD fan. And I'm probably, you guys are probably bigger RVD fans than I am too. Yeah. But um, I like both guys, but I think they just lacked chemistry together. Mm. And I think that that is like the theme of this entire event, honestly. Yeah, we'll like, get into that for yeah, sure. Yeah, I like I- both guys. And like I, I enjoyed the match fine, but it was to me like just a raw match, you know. Like mm-hmm. I didn't think it was anything exceptional. Um, Regal kind of worked like almost a Japanese style. I like some of the moves mm-hmm. that he did, like the Tiger Driver, and then like you said, the uh, whatever Nelson, that was, or half Nelson suplex, half Nelson suplex, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, overall, I thought it was fine. Yeah, I want to finish it up. Regal does try to use a second pair of brass knucks, but RVD catches him with a kick, <laughs> hits that five-star frog splash. One of the best splashes in history. I think it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Frank. Eddie's just so I can't, yeah, listen, I can't say Eddie any against Eddie, but the only other one that I like rank is RVD's. Okay. I think it's super so, sick. Like, I don't even care about I think it's, frog splash. It's definitely Eddie. like a like a stylistic thing, like mm-hmm. what what you're into, you know, mm-hmm. like RVD definitely got more height, but like Eddie's was just to me. And this was always this is you asked me this 20 years ago. I said, Eddie, um, his just was more like crisp, I think. Yes, exactly. And like, I don't know everything he did, though. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I think. um, Yeah. Frog Splash. I think of RVD. I think of Eddie. Sometimes I, I always loved Delos. I thought it was oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. And like, cool. I'd say now probably current day, like. Probably Logan Paul would rank oh, up Jesus. there. Oh my gosh. Pretty good. <laughs> I had to put him in there. <laughs> he has a good frog splash. He does. <laughs> it's all hype. Frank don't like those, like the Montez Ford, like the height. Yeah. That's RVD, why guess, RVD, right? yeah, is the only one because, like, I feel because, like, we, we talked about the other aspects of it, right? Like, his selling of it. He made it, it was so, like, emotional, his frog splash, where I feel like these other guys, they just doing, like, athletic, crazy mm-hmm. athleticism things. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. they don't. It doesn't show you how high I can jump. Whole, yeah, they don't mm-hmm. do the full package like RVD. He got distance. Right. He got high. It looked like it hurt everybody. And that is a good point because I feel like RVD gets a lot of shit for being like a spot monkey. Mm-hmm. But like his selling is second to none. For sure. Yeah. You got to so, think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like that's psychology. So mm-hmm. a little bit more yeah. than a spot monkey. Yeah. 10, 19, 10 minutes, 19 seconds. Rob Van Dam, the new Intercontinental Champion. And uh, this felt so much faster than 10 minutes and 19 seconds. Like it, it felt like it was like a six minute match or something like that. Cause there was kind of action packed. 
Uh, they worked fast. Like you said, Regal had sort of a, like a sort of a Japanese style. I thought it was like a really nice opening car match. I gave it a 4.8. That's nothing exceptional, but a good IC title match. And, um, you know, where would it rank all time on an intercontinental title? I don't know. I always think, like you said, Steamboat Savage. And then there's, I know Sean had one in there with Tatanka that ended in a count out. That pops in my mind for some reason. Anyone else, if you think of any, like what's the best intercontinental title match at a WrestleMania, you can leave that in the comments if you'd like. But what you guys have this Also, rated? real quick, another mm -hmm. one that I think of is the one at WrestleMania 2000 with the intercontinental and European title. Mm -hmm. But like, that's not good. But like, there's not a lot I can think of, like off the top of my head. Off the top know? of our head, yeah. yeah. We'll have to think about that one. What you guys have this rated? Well, I thought this match was like a solid fight. I think what Duke said was like exactly how I felt. Like I like the guys in the match. A lot of this show probably felt like just. I think I'm grading it like as a fanboy more so than like the quality of it. So like mm -hmm. I gave it three stars out of five because I thought it was a fun match. I didn't think it was anything overly special. Yeah. I thought it was cool. I like both guys so much. So it enhanced the match and that's going to happen several times here. So yeah, I just, you know, I thought it was solid. And like you said, there's, you could, I don't think like the greatest intercontinental like matches of all time. You could argue like with like match or something like this at WrestleMania, mm -hmm. you know? So like, yeah, it's up there, but it doesn't mean it's that great, but it's fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Duke, did you feel the same as far as like, because we're going to get into the theme. I graded some of these matches a lot higher than I would just because I love these two guys yeah, in the ring. or 100%. Two, these, yeah. Like the people in the ring jacked up the, the score. Yep. Same. What'd you have? For sure. And like, you know, we're broadcast journalists, but at the same time, we are human beings. And like that is going to shine through. So we're going to rate some of these matches higher because we like the guys, but you're going to see for my rankings, I tried to keep it real, even if I like the guys. So anyway, for this one, I just gave it a five out of 10. I thought it was like an average match with two above average workers that just lacked chemistry or time. Because like you said, 10 minutes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the reason that it was fast paced is because they were probably like, brother, we got 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Let's get our shit in, you know? But in this day, it felt like 10 minutes could be an eternity, you know? Like, remember, some of these matches were like three minutes on Raw. And, oh, God. You know, but but regardless, yeah, it was 10 minutes. RVD, Intercontinental Champion. It was a fun little opener. We went backstage. Christian is backstage. My nine, 10th favorite wrestler of all time. Maybe climbing the ranks, him and Cody. Um, Christian's backstage. He's talking about the, the build with DDP, the one-week build, technically, to this match. Mm -hmm. I remember Duke at the time, we were... We were kind of like annoyed by this because it was like they would throw matches together at WrestleManias. But um, Christian was throwing tantrums and DDP was trying to calm him down. That's like kind of the story. Trying Paige was trying to get him to be all like Zen and stuff like that. But Christian turned on him like a week before the match. Here we are. It was a fun little promo, but we're going to uh, see Christian several times in this show. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next one up was this European title match. European Championship. Defended at Mania, DDP versus Christian, Diamond Dallas Page. So DDP, this is his second WrestleMania appearance. Duke, you want to tell the listeners his first? Oh yeah. I you were you tripped me up for a minute because I was like, I was I like, yeah, this was his first. Yeah, when he rode the pink, when he drove the pink Cadillac for Honky. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. WrestleMania. What was, was that? Was that five? Minute. Was that six? Yeah, it was six. Was because it was the Sky Dome, which is even oh, more. Oh wow! How about that? Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's coincidental. So, yeah. So Frank, yeah, he cool drove Honky Tonk, and I think it was Greg Valentine. To <laughs> they the actually mentioned. The they do mention that. Did you guys hear that? They mentioned that during the match. Oh, did they? Yes. See, like, yeah. I didn't even hear that yep. reference or anything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was cool, but um, DDP coming out for his wrestling debut. Um, I feel like DDP's entrance got a little subpar reaction. They weren't super pumped to see my guy. But do you um, think it was because of his amazing theme music? <laughs> Holy that? shit, dude! Like <laughs> one of the coolest themes ever in WCW at that time. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. Like at that time, like that Nirvana Raven, shit, yeah, yeah. That, and yeah. like, oh my god, dude, that music was brutal. Bang, and they got to put you know your catchphrase at the front of every theme song, of course, because you know you got to do that. Christian now hailing from Tampa, Florida, <laughs> he's, he's oh, no longer slapping the face. Yeah, slapping the face to these Canadians. <laughs> um, DDP was forty six years old here. Or young, wow. 46 years young, depending <clears throat> how you look at it. Uh, Paige played to the crowd a lot, and uh, Christian took advantage early. Solid work from both of these guys. Honestly, I feel like Christian's one of the best in-ring guys as well. We talked about Daniel Bryan earlier, Brian Danielson. But uh, Christian, excellent in his own right. DDP threw Christian from the top rope in a pretty cool spot. I, I had to ask, I'll ask you, Duke, DDP, this is like his one and only WrestleMania match. We we he's forty six, but the invasion took place a year ish earlier. What could have been with DDP? Like, because we got the stalker DDP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. But yeah, I'm watching this match and I enjoyed the match and all. But uh, I'm thinking, hmm, this was a big time guy in WCW. Yep. What could have been? Do you think you could have uh like where else I meant to ask you and you I mean Frank, where else would you put him? Like who would you put him with here? Right. Dude, and mean, like sorry, were you no. asking me or Frank? Either one, both of you okay. guys. Go ahead, Frank. No, I don't I was just gonna say, like they they botched everything about DDP in WWE. So it's just it's hard to think of him being even like having a title at this point. Like, you know, like it, it kind of like I forgot that it was for a belt. You know, and I see him walk out and I was just like, oh, yeah, like he was the European champion in that. You know, because everything was so forgettable about him here. And, and like, we weirdly all love this dude a few years before this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's just it's just strange. They just botched him. I think the haircut is not a good look either. Like, I don't mm -hmm. think that ever he lost something with that. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I, I think he was lucky to have a title in the company at all, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, like you said, like they botched him like from the start, like what could have been, what could have been is the invasion. And I, I enjoyed the invasion. Cause I thought we got like some cool matchups and stuff, but like the invasion should have been staying DDP Goldberg, right? NWO. Like the outsiders, right? Yeah. Like not having courageous. You know, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. The big, the big name, Evan courageous. But no, like, so yeah, they botched that from the beginning. He comes in, he's stalking Undertaker's wife. Like, I mean, just so opposite of what this guy is, you know? Yeah. So it's we don't strip have him down. We don't want to, yeah, we don't yeah, want to like, have, have an hour any... to talk about 
DDP's uh, botch and the entire botch of the invasion angle, but right, yeah, we man, we should cover the invasion. That was yeah, that would be I cool. Know. I would love that. Um, so it was um, Christian coming in as European champion here, correct? Or was it um, who who was wearing no, the, DDP, the title? DDP Paige Falkenberg. Yeah. yeah, DDP. Falkenberg okay, walked in champ. Interesting, because when I was trying to. Um, uh, like review the the title history, the European title history. It was like Christian and then Dallas Page, and um, then I never saw where like Page wanted at WrestleMania. It was weird. It was like he it's defended. weird. If you look, oh, he defended it. That's why. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, that that shows how much. Yeah, because uh... Christian, <laughs> says... I got confused. I think he was won the title here, but he didn't win the title. Okay. Yeah, like in the promo before, Christian even says like he's going to win the title and be the champion mm-hmm. of Europe. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Gotcha. Well, let's talk about the match real quick. Sit down, power bomb by Page. He always did some cool, innovative stuff. He probably learned from his man Chris Canyon. <laughs> um, Christian blocked some diamond cutter attempts. Uh, DD, and then Christian hit a reverse DDT. Crowd popped. I feel like the crowd was invested for this match enough. I feel like they, they were really into it. Um, and I thought these guys did have chemistry. Uh, it was about 10 minutes in DDP finally landed a diamond cutter, retained his title. And basically for me, like, I think it's equal, if not a little bit better than the opening intercontinental title match. And this is the European championship. I might be grading it on a curve. Once again, two guys, I really love Christian for sure. But they packed a lot into 10 minutes, and I honestly enjoyed it. And I, I liked how their styles meshed. What you guys think? I thought that was a fun match. Like I th- like you said, I thought it was very similar to the first match. It was two guys I like and a fun little match. You know, it's just, does it feel WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, but uh, but like a fun match. Um, yeah, I was, and like I didn't really remember the finish to the match, so like, that did kind of surprise me, I guess. I don't know why I thought it was going to go the other way, but you know, DDP look still looked pretty good, I guess, considering, cause I don't remember him being very good in WWE, you know, just, that's just how I, you know, re, you know, recall, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, but like, I, I thought he looked good. So, you know, like I said, fun match. Yeah. what you think Duke? And uh, I'll get your guys ratings real quick as well. Frank, what you have the rating and then I'll let Duke. I gave uh, it a two and a half out of five. Just below okay. the first match, which I gave it three. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm at a five point one, just a little above. But uh, mm-hmm. so what you have, Duke? Yeah, I think that's definitely your Christian love shining through. Like, because I don't think they lacked chemistry, but like you mentioned, Frank, like it didn't feel WrestleMania. And mm-hmm. like you said, John, like they threw it together a week before. Like, it's cool these guys got a WrestleMania paycheck, and I too love them both. You know, but like. No, it bothered me about it. The ending mm-hmm. was not it. Like, the DDP always hit the diamond cutter out of nowhere. And this, like, he ducks, and then they kind of sit there for a minute, and then yeah. he diamond cut him. Totally, and it yeah. was very, like, just, I don't know. Like, I felt like they didn't, they forgot what they were doing for a second. I and thought then Christian was the kicking cutter. out. Yeah, like when yeah, that moment like it happened, was weird, I, he, right? I was like, does he pop this? And I was like, oh, no, that's just the end. Wasn't you know, it weird? It was that. abrupt. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so anyway, I think once again, the lack of like, I don't know. I feel like they didn't try with this WrestleMania, man. Like they just threw these fucking guys together and like Christian, bear with me for a minute. 
I know that they were probably trying to get Edge away from Christian. I get that. But you're in fucking Toronto, Canada. How about Edge versus Christian? Yeah, imagine. For the Intercontinental title or some kind of ladder match or something. You know what I mean? Like, the crowd would have eaten that up because this crowd was great. Like, they were even into this. But anyway, I gave it a four out of ten. Four out of ten. Okay. Wow. Well, I think once you're again, right. I feel like it could have been like a raw match. You know, like I didn't. It didn't feel special to me. Yeah, you guys are on the right track That's with fair. that. And it, it's it's yeah. a lack of build, I think. So a lot a lack of investment in why they're fighting. And we'll get like that's mm. kind of the theme here in a lot of these matches. But um, I think this roster was very bloated at the time. And I remember at the time, or even a little bit after, I was like, wow, they had so much talent. Like this is the best years ever. Like for wrestling, like WWF has everyone. But when you really look at it, like they had everyone, and they didn't have time for everyone. It was. You know, they and like you said, they just throw guys together. I think once again, like the booking, you know, when you when you look at this on paper, um, number one, the amount of matches and it's like, were these necessary? Like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, absolutely. The next match, for example, and I won't jump ahead. Was it even necessary to have it? Right. Could it have just been a backstage yeah thing mm -hmm. yeah exactly. you know right without the entrances and all well it's right. funny because we we reviewed uh revolution last week and i'll give a match like you know jericho and stark so uh, like a 5.5 it was and like this is you gotta also understand or at least for me like we're rating this on a wrestlemania scale i don't know about you guys right sure but it's like yep. um, yeah. if this was a raw match you'd be like oh seven out of ten or yeah. whatever yeah. but this is wrestlemania so maybe we're being a little harder on some of these matches for sure i mean uh, that's rightfully so though i believe it's the granddaddy of them all i mean you know? don't they like, they said it probably yeah. fucking 10 times the grandest stage of them all during this event you know like if it's a grand mm -hmm. stage like let's make it a grand stage let's not just try to get anybody everybody on the show once again good for them got a wrestlemania paycheck mm -hmm. but it's like yeah you, you're given these hall of fame athletes 10 minutes mm -hmm. you know so like and that's Are another thing with with AEW. They had six matches, or, or sorry, I think it was eight matches at their last yeah. card. But but they were eight car, uh, matches that were given a, like a really good allotted time to tell their yep. story, to finish a feud. And that's yep. just AEW because we just talked about. It. But you can go down other uh, pay per views. I want to talk about something that probably you know people would consider worthy of this grandest stage, and that's Rock and Hogan, because backstage we had a Rock promo. He's hyping this up. He's saying that uh, Rock versus Hogan is the biggest match in wrestling history. And I personally, dude, you might be able to test this, but like I was really not that into this match at the time. Mm -hmm. At least um, the build was very weird, but I was also not a Rock fan. Mm -hmm. And I also wasn't a Hogan fan, but I knew damn well these are the two, two of the biggest stars ever. And I at least felt like a huge showdown. I just didn't have a rooting interest, and that's part of the problem. But um, I wanted to ask you guys, did you feel like a legit level of like, especially I'm curious, Frank, like were you hyped for this match? Like as far as like dream match and like an oh my God thing? Yeah. So like they got me hyped for it. By the time the match was coming up, I was hyped for it. I do rem remember being hyped for it. But initially I wanted it to be Austin and Hogan. Thank you. So like I was, yeah. So like I was that initial acceptance phase that uh, okay it's not going to be austin and hogan it's going to be rock and hogan and i had to make that shift over and so like i didn't care as much but by the time we were at wrestlemania 
I very much cared because I remember arguing about it not being the main event, you know, before that became a thing to argue about with fans, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, because it's, you know, that was like the spectacle, right? Like of the WrestleMania, it's like, this is the big match. But yeah, so like by the time that match happened, I was super, I was all in. But initially, I wanted Austin. It was kind of a disappointment. It just felt like every time anybody came from WCW, it ended up being disappointing to me at that <laughs> time. But, you know, whatever. What's funny is um, this isn't the first time we had, like, uh, the potential Hogan Flair. We got the switcheroo with Savage Flair. Hogan worked with Sid. Now here we are these years later. Hogan, 10 years later, actually. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it was him that called the audible or whatever, if it was ever in the cards. But, like, we could have got Austin and Hogan. Yeah. But we got Austin Hall, Hogan Rock. And real quick about that yeah. point, like how it could have been Austin and Hogan. Like, it's hard to think that, excuse me, that Hogan was the problem because he he lost. Right. You know, so I, like, it's weird. Like when I, I'm like, oh, I wonder why they didn't fight. Like, I guess it was Austin. Yeah, you know, I'm explaining like, that to yeah, I'm explaining that to Sharon. I'm like, I wanted this to be Austin Hogan, but I I don't think either one of them wanted to lose. Wanted to lose, and then Hogan loses, and I'm loses. like, oh well, yeah, that, that so wasn't it. Yeah, right. Exactly. So spoiler it's alert, kind right? of weird, like that. Yeah, what's I don't the know, hold up? An, unless I mean, maybe they didn't fuck with each other. You know, like because we know I think that Austin Rock... knows or Hogan knows. Like if Austin beats him, at least in mm-hmm. like the wrestling world, that's a bigger statement on like goat status. If yeah. you care about that stuff, if rock, yeah. as if rock beats, then it rock. Oh, that? that's true. That's interesting. You know, because like you always argue, who's it's like Hulk Hogan, sure. and Austin are one A and one B, but if they yeah. have one seminal moment matchup mm-hmm. at WrestleMania and Austin beats them, that's, that's the argument pushes them for a lot of fans, right? More to rock, mm-hmm. he's not quite that goat level. He's in the in and around the conversation, yeah. but no one ever goes. You know, it's Hogan or Rock, really. Mm-hmm. You no. Know? No, we'll yeah, talk about that you, match. I cannot wait to talk back, about it. Go ahead. Like, just about the rock point. Like, when you look back, he wasn't even the best at his time. Yeah. You know, I feel like everybody always has Austin above him. You know, it's usually like mm-hmm. Austin Rock Triple rock. H. That's yeah. usually in the list for everybody. Yeah. But that is yeah. a good point. Like, yeah, it's interesting. In that conversation, you're like, oh, well, Austin beat him the only time they fought. Yeah. Exactly. That ends the conversation, so, that ends yeah. the debate. It's weird. Um, but also rock was like you could tell he was a fan of hogan legit like i really sure. believe that you know um and we'll get to it but yeah yeah i cannot wait to talk about that one but uh real quick we'll go through this hardcore title match very quickly it was maven and gold dust gold dust comes down gold weapons they edited the coolest part of maven exactly i thought the same thing <laughs> you agree his awesome ass music yeah, they edited my favorite and part. And it's just like, just some generic, yeah, like generic shit. He had such a cool theme. Um, mm-hmm. Maven, the former elementary school teacher, one tough enough. It's unexplainable, but I was a fan of this dude. Don't know why yeah. I was into it. It is unexplainable. Yeah, I didn't it's even know it. it doesn't shock me, I guess, because you pull some wild ones out, but like, still, it's, it's, it's flabbergasting every time. <laughs> You just yeah, so you're watching this guy, it's just like vanilla to you, which is boring. Uh, yeah, I mean I think to most people. people I don't think, yeah, I was yeah, gonna, I was gonna say, say a lot I of think people. It's unique to me in a, anyway. I, I you know what I'm thinking? I, I think it was pulling for him. I don't know if I was a fan. Like I kind of wanted him to like put it all together. I mean, he was definitely like likable, you yeah. know, he wasn't a dick or anything. Yeah. Like I think though, like, okay, so Sharon watched this with you. Yeah. And was she like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> like 
Story Did she say that? And I was oh, just okay. like, oh, well, he's, a good looking, least, he's a good looking guy. Yeah. At least fair. that's the demo, you know? She's like, oh, because then I you got Goldust like, on the other side, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you show, like, I don't know, maybe like an AEW wrestling fan, like WrestleMania 18 for the first time, like, they might be like, who the fuck is this, you know? Because right? he's just so, like, but he is, like, a he was in good shape. He's a good-looking dude, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Yeah, man, I don't, I don't want to. Like, I like Maven, so I'll, I'll defend yeah, him. No, I'm not I'll, trashing I'll, him. It's just, does he belong on WrestleMania? Yeah. Well, hardcore title at this point was kind of like winding down in terms of semi-importance. It was never like important, important, but it had its. I moment. will say that it was important. It had its moment. Yeah, like when Taker was the hardcore champion. I did, that was cool. Oh, I actually really, I actually really liked that. I really my mind didn't even that. go there. Yeah, I was thinking like Road Dog, but before no, that, all thank this. you, yeah, no, early days, no, yeah. no, not at all. Okay, well then, let me ask you guys now: who, like, favorite hardcore champion, or you know, best who crash for real? <laughs> yeah, that's wow. great. That's who I think of when I think of that belt. I think of is that your favorite hardcore? Like, that's the guy you think of? I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's guys who I like more that had the belt. But well, like, I think everyone guy, yeah, I think on the roster had that belt. Yeah, that's right. True. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, I like Al Snow Crash. for some reason. Yeah, I like Al Snow. Like Al Snow. Yeah, that's. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, who you think of and your favorite are two different things. You know, mm-hmm. like true. I just remember Taker. Cause he elevated the shit out of that title, like mm-hmm. the Undertaker, like right. the main event guy, is riding around on his motorcycle with that hardcore title on the front, you know, yes. like. And I just remember him riding out with that thing on the front of his bike and just throwing it in the <laughs> ring like badass. Like in in retrospect, definitely. I do think that is cool, but it's just at that time I was so out on Taker, like I did oh, not man. care about. Oh really? Like, at all? Yeah. Yeah. Biker Taker was, I was like, almost immediately. I liked him. Even when he like (laughs) cut the hair and all, like when he cut the hair. That was worse. I thought that, I think of, like, I have bad memories of that version of him, Mm. except like the Jeff Hardy, like stuff. That type of thing. Yeah. But I, I actually like that. And it's Mm -hmm. not, you know, like, it's not my favorite Undertaker, but like, I did like that. Like he was a, he beat the shit out of people, Mm -hmm. man. Like, yeah, they tried to, um, give it some prestige like after this wrestlemania at one point rvd held it for 90 days oh, um wow. which is interesting for a hardcore that's title, long but for that yeah yeah and then taker as you mentioned he held it for like 60 days but um yeah so you're right that's a good one pull out taker there as far as uh mm-hmm. you know better hardcore champions. i just enjoyed i really enjoyed that i remember and, and like i said i think he like it was such a piece of shit yeah. title you know yeah. and he like made it like he elevated it you know yeah there was a lot of stiff stuff there's some botches um you know they did some cool stuff with his golden shovel but out of nowhere we got spike dudley running in he won the he won the hardcore title which led to crash chasing him away and we'd get a continued thread all night with this angle the Mm -hmm. hardcore championship angle uh for me 2.6 out of 10 you know tough to really rate tough to really rate this as it was like three minutes and 16 seconds that's a generous score yeah, well, I'm rating it almost too. as long as it was. Yeah, maybe it is generous <laughs> because I like Maven and Goldust. Yeah, but um, it got it got cut short. Goldust um, still had a lot to offer here. It's just weird how he had such like an amazing debut in the company. And I was so into this guy. And by 2002, it was just his floundering was constant. It was weird that they couldn't find a spot for this guy. But um, what you guys rate this hardcore title match? 
It's a WrestleMania. It's a hardcore WrestleMania classic. Um, I give it half a star. Okay. Yeah, so point, yeah, half a star. Point five um, out of five. Mm-hmm. I think it was. It shouldn't have been there. Mm-hmm. It, it it was like a through line of the entire show, which is ridiculous to think about. Like they treated it like it was just a Monday Night Raw, right. you know, just like I had a problem um, with that. Maybe a couple of those skits were funny just because of guys we like. No spoilers, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like, but even then, it ends up disappointing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just like ah, if I half a star because I don't want to, you know, give them a zero really because it shouldn't <laughs> even be on the show. But yeah, half a star. Okay, Duke. One out of ten. Let's move on. Yeah. Okay. One out of ten. So we'll move on to your favorite band, maybe second favorite band of the night, because I know you love Saliva, but Drowning Pool. Nah, yeah, Saliva is definitely my first. You actually didn't talk about their original, their earlier performance. Did you mention that? They had a performance. Um, didn't they have a performance like between matches at one point? I think this is it here. This is their performance where they were this highlighting. This is Drowning the, uh, Pool or Saliva? Because they're exactly Oh, this is Drowning Pool. <laughs> can i just Uh, tell you um as a longtime wrestling fan that the wwf slash e have the uncanny ability to pick (laughs) the fucking worst musical acts in the history of i'll put up air quotes music to perform at their events because this shit well you have to brutal you have to um you know you got to think like at one point they were getting it right with like aretha they were keeping it classy. Ray Charles, like they had some actual legitimate talent, but for some, like okay, they got way the off last track. thirty years. Then I'll say, <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Um, I'm with you on that, but yeah, I feel like this performance was to highlight the Triple H Jericho undisputed Ugh. title feud. And once again, you got this music, and it's just they're showing the graphics. You know, we'll talk about the build of that feud later, but we had a musical performance. Crash the singer spike. looked like uh, Hornswoggle, by the way, <laughs> of the one band. I don't know which one it was, but <laughs> probably it might have been. Yeah, I think, probably, yeah, I think it was Saliva. Yeah, because yeah. that guy, Jesus, I remember how that guy looks. Smush yeah. face. Also, don't forget Run DMC at WrestleMania 5. So at one point, they could get it right. <laughs> yeah, but, so um, like the last 30 years. Yeah, you're right about that. But... um. Crash Holly, Spike. Sorry, they're they're doing their thing backstage, continuing this this thread with the We're uh, hardcore talk about title. This some more, huh? Well, <laughs> it's it's existed, right? Bottom line is, I think it was Spike that became the new champion, and I don't know, no Hurricane. Hurricane actually Hurricane. swooped in. That's why I wanted to mention oh, this. Hurricane yeah, yeah, swoops yeah. in like a straight up superhero. He doesn't make any contact with Spike, but he he pins him, and um, it's mm-hmm. absurd. It's silly. Yeah. It's it's in, you know, it's some of the lamest shit, but <laughs> we got it on a WrestleMania. I'm very curious to hear your guys thoughts on this next match because it's Kane and Kurt Angle. And what I, in my memory, believed was a very quick build for the match and quick actual match. I was wrong on both because I did some digging to see like why these guys were even fighting and um, real, real, real quick backstory. But we all know Triple H won the Royal Rumble. Back in the day, they would like sometimes throw constant wrenches into the number one contender. Like they would defend their number one contendership. Mm -hmm. And Kurt Angle actually beat Triple H at the No Way Out pay-per-view to win the number one contendership. And he was now going to go fight Jericho. Anyway, Flair comes in, gives them another match yet again. And Kane gets involved and like costs Kurt Angle the, the title shot, basically. 
And um, it was interesting because like, I thought that this was all out of nowhere, like the week before, but apparently like Kane actually was eliminated by Kurt Angle at the rumble. They, they had a little bit more build than I gave them credit for. So I just want to at least, you know, point that out. Also in the midst of all this, Kane fought Mr. Perfect in a match that Kurt Angle got involved in stuff. You'd never remember, but Mm -hmm. interesting when you, you go back. No, no, Kane won. Oh, he squashed God. him. Ah, <laughs> uh, did he uh, really? Yeah, yeah, he Dang. squashed perfect. But um, I wanted to hear what you guys think about the the match. Obviously, the styles, the contrast, the styles, and I don't know. Angle still looked like a warrior here. He was rocking the hair. He was jacked, great shape. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think of their like? I because I know Duke, you and I were always like, why did these guys get put together mm-hmm. and i i like i do feel that way but when i watched the match back i don't really think it was bad at all like mm-hmm. really i didn't No, um i don't either and i actually like misremembered this match too like i misremembered the finish even um mm-hmm. like you said kurt looked great um this might have been kane's debut for that gear i was trying to think about mm-hmm. that when he had the um the like singlet with like the sheer yeah he wised up because he was probably hot as shit and that other stuff Mm -hmm. and i was trying to think if this was like his debut gear because kane would break out gear for events Mm -hmm. i don't know if you guys remember that Mm -hmm. um and kurt's gear was also super cool you guys know i'm a big fan of like the gear that these guys wear it was Uh, was black black. wasn't it yeah yeah it was black with like this cool like it was a different sort of flag on the side but this is actually my favorite match up until now like mm, i thought this me, was actually pretty damn good mm-hmm. you me know too. like me once too. again like is it mania level yeah exactly but i did enjoy it a lot and uh like i said i misremembered the finish because i was like i thought that it was gonna end a certain way and then it didn't but yeah i ended uh, up actually liking it pretty much you know i'm glad not a I'm mania match guys... probably but yeah, i did enjoy yeah. it yeah, I'm glad you 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 both seem to feel that way because I didn't know if I'd be alone on that. Um, because Kurt Kane was floundering around here, and Kurt kind of was too. So they did try to just like put them together. But uh, Frank, like, were you because you're a Kurt guy? Were you yeah. um remembering this correctly, or did you did this exceed your memory? It exceeded my memory, but I was excited when I saw what was the next match. I was like, oh, okay. Because, again, two guys I like. And I'm glad you guys liked it as well because I thought I was grading this. Like, I was like, is it just because I like these guys or whatever? Right. I was like into it. Was you know good, what I mean? Like, yeah, I thought it was like a fun match. It's all been said. Is it mania level? Probably not. You know, but Kane was, you know, Kane was pretty good, especially at, at this time. I thought he looked cool because that gear is like the last of Kane's gear I think that I like liked. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that that style of gear. And then it starts getting too off the wall for me but uh yeah like i liked how he looked that was always a big thing for my enjoyment in kane matches you know like i was like i want you to look like that big sick monster and then kurt is great i love kurt's a top 10 guy for me all the time so yeah i thought it was uh fun um it's my highest rated match too so far i gave it um a 3.25 out of five so just above regal and rvd like i said it's not like a classic but i thought it was good and solid yeah, absolutely. And I want to ask, I'll give my rating a second. I want to ask uh, Frank, I want to ask you this because there was like a lot of good back and forth action in this stuff. And Kurt carries all of his opponents to relatively good to great to classic matches. Mm-hmm. Um, Kane, I feel like, you know, I feel like they had a great like chemistry, but Kane, 
I was trying to think, is this his best mania match? Cause I like this stuff with Taker, mm. but, um, mm. I was thinking, Oh, maybe this is Kane's best match. But then I started thinking about Kurt Angle. Frank, I want to ask you like Kurt Angle's WrestleMania resume. Cause everybody's HBK is Mr. WrestleMania, but Kurt, if you think about like his resume at WrestleManias, yeah. it's like really strong. He had yeah. the triple threat with um, mm-hmm. Jericho and Benoit and mm-hmm. Sean and with think of any others. Brock. What'd you think I do, about I, like, like his best match? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Hey, that's, that's tough. That, that one with both belts the intercontinental European belt. Like I do love that match. Um, do you really? Yeah. It always, like, wow. that's, that's always one of my favorites. And I, and I think it's because I thought, you know, I loved all three of those dudes mm-hmm. um, so much, you know, and it was like, and it went like, kind of like how I wanted it. I just remembered the guys who won the belts. I wish it was like, I, at the time I wanted it to be reversed. Mm-hmm. And like, I just don't even recall, but like, I love that match. And I love the Brock match, even though I feel like people think too much of like the, the botched, uh, you know, five whatever he what is that shooting star press yeah yeah yes. but like i always i've always loved i was like i love that match and i feel like everybody just talks about the ending and i know that was like you know a hurt angle at the time but uh you know those are my two that I think of always but for kane i don't know i mean like this could be his best singles match because i don't think of him in those big single matches you know what i mean mm-hmm. at wrestlemania so like this could be it yeah 14 there's a him and taker have a lot of Good back and forth with yeah. the tombstones, mm-hmm. believe it yeah. or not, two big men. But can't, mm-hmm. don't forget Kurt and Eddie. I want to just run through it real quick. Kurt and oh, Eddie yeah. Guerrero. No, he I only had nine nine WrestleMania matches, uh, but Kurt and Eddie Guerrero, Kurt and Sean, Kurt and Brock you mentioned. There was Kurt, and um, he had a triple threat match. It was Kurt, Randy Orton, and Ray Ray, Ray Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned Kurt and Benoit. There was even Kurt and Ronda Rousey versus Trips and Steph for spectacle. Oh, Jesus, that's right. Like <laughs> it, 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 like it was a big deal because he hadn't fought in a million years. But um, I don't know. Duke Baron Corbin versus Kurt. Does that rank for you? I'm gonna say that, Yeah, I mean that's one for sure. What a disgrace! Ah, <laughs> uh, that that's the dude. That's his last match. I know. He was in a vest, too. Like, he was in that vest outfit, too. I was like, dude, you can't... It's WrestleMania, but you can't put wrestling gear on? It's against Kurt Angle, his retirement. Whatever. I'm glad that Kurt Angle has spoken out, like, how he did not love that either. Mm -hmm. Like, he wasn't just, like, bootlicking for that company, you know? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, that Mm -hmm. is such a disgrace. Absolutely. It's terrible. Um, Let me get to the finish really quick. Um, I know you gave me Randy Frank. Let me give mine. But there was a point where Kurt actually almost unmasked Kane. And then he hit an Olympic slam. Kane kicked out. Crowd was super into it. There was an ankle lock. Kane kept fighting out of it. It was all impressive. Kane hit like an insiguri that I thought was pretty, yeah. pretty great for him, for his size. And even um, at one point, Kane up on top, Kurt runs up and does that belly to belly spot. Yep. Like Kane works so well with him. That's one thing um, I wanted to mention too, before we just close it up on this, Kurt Angle's strength and the way no. he threw Kane around, man, like, he did an overhead belly to belly and like did you I see mean, where he landed though? What's like that? Kane Kane landed like on Kurt. It was weird. Yeah, what, like yeah, from yeah. the Yeah, like, and I that's why I thought like, you know, obviously these guys help each other, but I felt like that was all Kurt. You know, mm-hmm. like I felt like that was just Kurt like throwing that dude, you know, like it felt like a legit like suplex. That's why I yeah. felt like he landed like that, because Kane didn't like you know help him out too too much. 
No, I think you're spot on. And you mentioned earlier the the finish being a surprise, that the kind of creative roll-up. It looked a little botchy for a second, but is that what you were referring to, like the roll-up? What did you think he won with an ankle? I did. I I thought that he made him tap out. Me too. But that was a um, that must have happened at another time. At some point. Yeah. That's the Mandela effect right there, bro. Because yeah, I remembered it he, the same he exact way. He must have made him tap out at some point because, like, I remember being like, "Why the fuck would you make this monster tap out?" Yeah. You know. Yeah. But now I really enjoyed it, man. Yeah, I gave it a five point five out of ten. Just like you guys said, best match up to this point, or at least your favorite. I thought it was very good, pretty good. I'll say pretty good match, and yeah. much better, much better than I remembered. So, Duke, what you have it rated? I actually have the exact same score, five point five out of ten. Nice, nice. So we recapped the the great story, in my opinion, between Flair and Taker. Now this had an actual build. It had some heat behind it. Flair was co-owner at the time, basically inserted himself into Taker's business. Taker took offense and challenged him to a mania match, but Flair declined. Taker ended up assaulting Arn Anderson, David Flair, Ric Flair's son. And it was really good stuff. And I remember thinking it then. And I, I really remember, I think it now it was good, like compelling stuff. Um, backstory. I I heard Flair said he had like zero confidence at this point and taker mm. specifically requested to work with him and flair le- flair legit declined he like didn't want to do it he just so it was kind of story angle he wouldn't want to fight taker but it was also true like he really didn't want to do this because he didn't think he could hold his own against the undertaker real quick to that point because i watched raw the next day when flair McMahon comes out in the ring, Vince comes out, and then Flair comes out because they had like their ownership beef. But Flair was in the ring holding the rope, like standing there. And Vince McMahon was even like, oh, you can't even stand up straight. You have to hold the rope. And I was like, wow, I wonder if this was like, because Flair's talked about this candidly, how he's like, uh, he lost his confidence. He was, he was having panic attacks, like, Mm. and I wonder if that's like an anxiety thing. Like when he got out to the ring, he was holding that rope to like almost hold him up. So yeah, it's to wow. your point of him like lacking confidence and stuff. Thought that was really interesting. interesting. That is interesting. And it's not the first time I've heard Flair say that. Triple H eventually took him out of a um <clears throat> like a dark place to get him, mm-hmm. you know, you're the man. You're still the mm-hmm. man. But anyway, Taker did it here. Flair's the co-owner. I thought this was weird because like they showed the the uh, the back footage and like Linda McMahon and the board. They have no choice but to vote Flair out because he wants to fight in a WrestleMania match. And last the year before, we got Shane versus Vince in a WrestleMania <laughs> match. Both like CEOs or well, owners. They learned your lesson. They learned your lesson. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> yeah, because no ask... McMahon would be involved in a match ever after this. <laughs> exactly. Right. So streak, the streak was intact here. Undertaker's streak was 9-0 and at this point. Flair was fighting, get this, in only his second WrestleMania ever, which wow. is crazy to think all these years, the nature. Um, I'm going to go through it real quick because this was a long one, but it was a great one. The brawl, There was a brawl started right off the bat. And at 53, Flair looked amazing to me. No, um, I thought so. Jericho's age, almost. Mm. Wow. Which, so you could say, like, we always say, damn, Jericho might be the best to ever do it at 53. True, but Jeff Flair was still good here, I think, yeah. um, for sure. But um, for any Hoops fans, I noticed Tracy Murray, super underrated three-point specialist, and Jerome Williams, Toronto Raptors. 
uh, out front, and they were like marking out so hard for Flair <laughs> and Hogan later on. It was great to mm-hmm. see. Like this crowd was great. Taker was dragging Flair all over the outside. Um, Little Nate is the ref, Charles Robinson. She's uh, on brand <clears throat> for Flair's matches. Flair took a lot of punishment, big boots. So this was post-American Badass. And uh, Frank, you said you're not like even a fan of this Taker because this isn't long-haired, like super mm-hmm. biker Taker. He's more like, yeah. what would you call him? Like, I, I hate the damn nickname Jim Ross gave him. but um, American Badass? Booger Red. Oh, Booger Red. That's what it Booger was. Booger Red. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, but this was like the Taker where I'm like, I'm not super like, I'm already kind of out on him. Mm. What about this match? No, but I like the match. I thought that, you know, watching it with fresh eyes, I did like the match. But you mentioned, like, my takeaways were how good Flair looked. I was, like, surprised at, like, how he was moving around there. Obviously, the drama he brings, you know, and it was all good. Undertaker looked awesome as well. Don't get it wrong. He did a – he had, like, that good uh, shit kicker role, like, lined yeah. up for Flair, you know. Like, it it was good. It was violent. Um, yeah, I thought it was – great and like we got a arn appearance you know so like i'll pop for that every time he anytime he does it same old shit but i love it every mm-hmm. time you know so like all that drama I, I was into the match i liked it like with the last one was just my highest rated <clears throat> match now this is my highest rated match of the show so yeah you know okay yeah i wanted to I mention think, oh sorry go ahead duke i just i think that this match um we talk about all the time, like what you like in a wrestling match. And I think that this is probably going to be all three of our highest rated matches to this point, because Mm -hmm. it was almost 30 minutes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They told a story. There was a story coming in. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that flares 53 completely without his confidence. He's having panic attacks. When he walks out to the ring, this guy's having panic attacks. And the match that this guy put on, it, like, imagine you're a 53-year-old anxiety-ridden man just had that match that you just watched. Right. And it's really incredible. And you talked about Kurt's WrestleMania resume. How about Ric Flair's WrestleMania resume? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Because wow. I can think of Savage. three. I can think of three matches that are, you could put in, if you're doing like a WrestleMania all-time great matches brackets, Shout I think out, that I think that him and Taker, him and Sean, and him and Savage could be in that in those brackets. Not to say they're the best, but I think they could at least be in those brackets. That's a good point. All you good know, stories I mean, he had like great. a stinker for sure. Like he was in like a Money in the Bank there along the way, <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know, I mean, That's I think point. this match is going to yeah. show. Our taste in wrestling will reflect in these scores, I think. Yeah. Taker talked a lot of trash throughout this, which, um, you know, Mm. we see Roman Reigns doing that now, but like he's vocal. You could hear Taker talking to him and like talking his shit. Uh, He he delivered a top rope suplex on Flair and that that, even for a 53-year-old man. It was a lot of hype. I'm like, stop climbing. Yeah. You know, like I thought he was going (laughs) to do like the regular superplex. This man went to the top rope. Yeah. And then of course Flair sells it like he's dying. I had, yeah. You know, just yeah. awesome. He actually um he being Undertaker actually pulled Flair up after a two count to continue kind of like yep. 
punishing him, which at a WrestleMania match against Ric Flair, who would ever do that? It's the Undertaker. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. a badass move to say, I'm just going to keep punishing you. Frank, I want to ask you because there's something about like the platform of WrestleMania. We just watched Hangman and uh, Moxley. It was a Texas death match, totally different kind of vibe, but like this was a like kind of brutal in another yeah. way. Yeah, Did for you sure. feel that? Like, no, for like sure. Brutality? It definitely felt, like I said, I think it was, it felt very violent, you know? And like, obviously we watch Moxley and Hangman and that shit is like beyond violent. But wrestling has changed so much, right? Because we mentioned on the last show, like there's deathmatch fans that look at that Moxley Hangman like it wasn't shit, right? So it's sort of like mm-hmm. just the levels have changed, but it just, these guys are so good, you know, at their jobs. Ric Flair has mm-hmm. always been good at telling the story in the ring, right? So it's sort of like he's going to make it feel like it's incredibly violent even though comparatively you know it is what it is but um yeah yeah no like it definitely had that vibe um obviously we always bring up that like tully match with Mm -hmm. you know that i quit match and like there's nothing's gonna top that like for me in terms of just like feeling violent for like a non you know prop infested matchup you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but uh but they these two guys did a really good job of giving you that feeling so yeah I'm glad you brought it up like that, like the kind of the prop uh, heavy death matches or whatever. Yeah. This was a little bit more at my speed because it included less weapon spotty stuff. But as much as I love that death match, this um, I just felt a little bit of a comparison because it was gritty. I think Taker made it did a great job of making it gritty. And um, yeah, Flair fought back the best he could. Flair took a lead pipe off of Taker's bike at one point, nailed him with that dirtiest player in the game. You guys mentioned the Art Anderson spot running out of nowhere after a ref bump by little Nate and mm-hmm. Arn delivered a crispy spine buster. Always. Pop the crowd. He, yeah. He always nails it. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's another uh, thing real quick. The crowd was super into this match too, mm-hmm. which is always obviously helped to match, but I and think this easy crowd is that like, time. Um, you'll see later in the rock Hogan match, this crowd at- appreciated like the tradition of pro wrestling. I think. Absolutely. And um, Taker absorbs some chair shots from Flair, eventually hits a tombstone and puts Flair down. Takes out the ref for good measure afterwards. Little Nate gets... <laughs> Taker was just... I don't know, man. I really enjoyed this Undertaker. Me this too, version. Man. I did too. Um, this was a hell of a battle. 28 minutes and 47 seconds. We're not even doing it justice, I feel like, because as far as like a wrestling... Um, like a classic on a WrestleMania stage, it exceeded my memory. And that's mm-hmm. a good thing. Like, I knew I real, liked it, but I didn't know I real really... Real quick, I, I did want to ask you guys a question. Um, The the finish, how he goes for the, uh, the last ride. Do you okay. guys think that that was planned, or do you think that Taker improvised that? Yeah, I think he improvised. Yeah. I don't think yeah. Flair wanted to take it, bro. Exactly. That's what I. That's the vibe I got. Like when he was going for it, it felt like, mm-hmm. oh, this isn't right. Sandbagging. Yeah, exactly. A little bit. Yeah. And then I I wonder about that because Mm -hmm. like it was awkward and then he's just like all right I'll just put him up just because weirdly Flair's to Flair's credit smart because why would you want a fifty three year old man taking that sure you know and like to you know to Taker's credit he was so safe you know like the tombstone he looked like like he killed guys with it Mm -hmm. you know like when he when he does that to Sean at twenty five like. He looks like he ends his like his soul leaves his body when he jumps and like takers. just Yeah, he's just so safe that like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, do the safe thing. Tombstone this guy to hell. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but this had but like honestly, um... like watch this match. If you're listening to this podcast, the event, I know, you know, we've been talking about it and it doesn't seem great, but this match is definitely I think at the stage of these guys, both of their careers, like this is pro wrestling one oh one, I think. No, it definitely it's like Taker got so much out of Flair here and legit yep. put Flair back on the map, if you want to call it that. It yep. extended Taker streak to 10 and 0. I attribute it to like uh, an old Clint Eastwood movie or something, you know, Dirty Harry, Unforgiven, something like that, where like this was gritty. Taker doesn't get a lot of credit as like a ring general, but he he really carried Flair through an amazing match. A really cool story. Uh, we're putting it over, but I'll say 7.4 out of 10 without going too crazy, but I really enjoyed it. And, um, you know, the quality they delivered, what you guys think? Well, I gave it a 3.75 out of five. So that's, that would be like a seven and a half on your scale, John boy. So it's like, we're in the same ballpark. It's the best yeah. match on the card so far. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like I'm getting the same vibe from you guys that like when i was scoring this i'm like this is too high like because i <laughs> nah. really i really like this match you know but like i tried to scale it to wrestlemania like i i do remember liking this match though i remember thinking like yes. damn that was really good now that, that was way better than it had any business being but um i scored it a 7.75 out of 10 Love it. And it's like the same thing. Like I, I probably wanted to go higher, but I tried to be like objective, scaling it to the WrestleMania scale, et cetera. But mm-hmm. I enjoyed the shit out of it. And I do highly recommend this. If you're going to watch any match on this card, there's two. And this is one of them. It's our highest rated match between all three of us thus far. Nice. So I'm glad we all agree. Um, I want to move on to this match between Booker T and Edge. To, um, I guess you can call it at the time, like up and comers or, you know, definitely edge, but uh, Booker T had already had a career in WCW. They were fighting over basically a shampoo ad, a shampoo commercial. So not only did we get like some quick builds, but we got some silly ass builds, silly ass stories. It's it's just amazing to me. They couldn't find a better reason for these two gentlemen (laughs) to lock it up. Booker T's first ever WrestleMania, Edge's first ever singles match at Mania. Frank, you're an Edge and Christian, mm-hmm. you know, Mark. You love those yeah. guys. Were you into Edge, the singles guy? Like right I was, off the bat? I, I was at this time. You know, like when Edge was going for like IC title, I even was like <clears> fan <throat> when he was like first teasing, going for like the world, toward the world title. You know, I was still in the Edge at that point. So like, yeah, I, just, I liked Edge here. Um, and I like, and I really love Booker still at this point in his career, you know? So it was like, this is another one of those matchups of two guys I like. In a in a in a in a solid match, I thought. You know what I mean? Like a solid to like good match. Again, it's the same old shit though. Like, is it WrestleMania mm-hmm. like level? But I did like that. It felt like did you guys feel like they were going hard with each other? Yes. Like it felt like Booker was giving him some stiff shots, you know, and it just made me like get a little more into it than maybe if it mm-hmm. was just a little softer. Um, but uh yeah, like, you know, another another good match on the card, but yeah, I wanted to ask um, because I always saw Booker T as a U.S. title level guy, and I always saw Edge as an intercontinental or U.S. title level guy. But meanwhile, they're, they're two of the most decorated wrestlers of the 2000s. Did you guys 
like think I always thought Edge could become a main eventer, but did you guys like I don't know what I'm trying to ask here. I just feel like they exceeded all of that, but mm-hmm. I always just I feel like they should have just kind of maybe been that. Like I don't know about all these like world titles 15 times over and shit. Yeah. I think it's just a matter of like you know, the company loved Edge. Yeah. They knew they could rely on him. He loved wrestling, you know, um and like think about all the guys that left you know like if that's what you're left with you know like edge is reliable you got that Mm -hmm. going for you you know Mm -hmm. like you can rely on triple h you can rely on edge you look at who you undertaker like Mm -hmm. because like when edge was like at the top like who was around you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i mean i'm i i see your point for Mm -hmm. sure like but i mean when everybody left you yeah. like look at edge at the top in the mm-hmm. wwe and like look at the roster yeah and then it well, kind of makes sense you know not when christian's on the roster like but, it does yeah. like i hear what you're saying the duke and like i agree but it's also like like everybody at that time it's like an oversaturation of these guys like if i didn't have to see a 14 reigns of edge as world champion i probably don't hate on him quite as much as i yep. do now right like if he's yep, a two or three-time world champion i think like wow what a career i was a fan you know he's my favorite tag team wrestler of all time you know and it's just like but i don't love so much of his run as a singles guy you know and it's because i I got sick of him and john cena you guys know i'm a john cena hater but Mm -hmm. it was all that same era at the top randy orton i don't give randy orton that same love that you guys even give it's just because it's Mm -hmm. all the same shit i was just so sick of all of those dudes all one of those three had the title throwing batista every now and then you know and it's just like oh i get it well well it's funny we'll talk about you know chris jericho later on in the main event but you know why didn't he have 14 title reigns yeah yeah. because he wasn't a wwe guy yeah you're probably right Mm -hmm. Um, like it, it was real quick about like just the absurd amount of titles you know that they won it was just the nature of the beast at that time mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm so glad that they've gotten away from that like all their titles right now like mm-hmm. gunther's been champion for what almost a year now yeah mm-hmm. like roman obviously this historic ass shit and the uso so like good for them you know for that's the one thing we would complain about and yeah then at least put yeah. in the length on there so mm-hmm. yeah let me run through this match real quick. Book hit a pretty nasty spine buster. Like you said, Frank, he was like pretty stiff with some stuff. Yeah. I remember that spine buster, especially um, yeah. edge hit a top rope hurricane Rana where Booker kind of landed on him awkwardly. That's probably the spot I was thinking of. Whereas that was um, that, yeah, you know what? entirely right. Booker T's fault because okay. his feet were on the inside of the ropes, not the outside. That's why we got you here. The regular mm-hmm. uh, brain of the broadcast Edge fought back. He hit some of his signature moves, hit a top rope back heel kick, which you rarely see anyone do. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a very weird spinning back heel kick from the top. Uh, a lot of these matches I remember being shorter. Nope, this still, this went 13 minutes and 32 seconds. And it's like, damn, okay, they did get some time. Booker hit yeah. an axe kick, but Edge kicked out. Book kicked out of Edge's spear. Uh, Edge eventually hit the Impaler DDT, got the win in 1332. I had this as a 4.9 out of 10, a very wow. solid little match with a very silly backstory. But I think it's because they were going so hard. It's because I really I thought they um, they were trying to stand out and I respect them for it. Mm-hmm. And I actually kind of enjoyed it. Once again, I just had very low expectations and they exceeded it. So 
that's where I was at. What'd you guys have? I did a standard three out of five for this. The same. I enjoyed this as much as I, about as much as I enjoyed a RVD and William Regal, two guys I liked, thought they had a solid match with, you know, they got a few more minutes, but Booker being so stiff made me like, kind of like put a, put a closer eye on it, you know, and I it got me into it a little bit more. So yeah, three out of three out of five for me. Good little match. Yeah. Duke, what you have? I, um, remember like we've lived this so like i remember like the stupid japanese shampoo ad and like stuff like that and i'm like such a storyline guy that once again like i was like not into this match but you guys mentioned it like it ended up being like a solid match you know it's not any like a wrestlemania classic or anything but overall i did enjoy it and i gave it a five out of ten nice there we go uh, before we move on to the next match, I do want to ask you guys really, really quick because we talked about um, Booker T in WCW. And for me, he never shook like the WCW feel like some guys did for me, like Jericho, Mysterio, even Eddie. Like they felt like WWE guys eventually to me. But Goldberg, like maybe even like Dimalenko and like Booker T especially, like never felt like he belonged in WWE. Am mm-hmm. I like al- alone in that? You guys feel I like... could see that for a chunk of his career, but I think that King Booker stuff, exactly, yeah. maybe like that era felt like he finally was like, okay, you're a WWE guy, you know? Yep. You know, I completely agree. That's what shook it for me because I fucking loved King Booker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was hilarious. He had his little King's Court. Mm-hmm. Finley was his little sidekick. Like, I loved all that stuff. So I do think that he eventually shook. I think he. Because Booker T was so clunky when he first mm-hmm. came to WWE. It just didn't feel right. Like you mentioned, John Boy, like, I don't know. Like, it it never, even his style, like, it, yes, it, yeah. I felt like he was, like, changing stuff. It was very weird. But when he got that King Booker stuff, I felt like he found his shtick finally. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? That's the thing, you know, of yep. all the things. I remember just cracking up when he would lift that pinky, man. Yeah. yeah yeah now you got me you definitely got me there with that one that felt wwe ish yep for um, sure molly holly defeated hurricane backstage she's your new hardcore <laughs> champion Ooh, champ yeah what the a circus. time she was holy moly man oh yeah Love i molly. loved her very, very underrated yes in all ways yeah yeah sure. Always, yeah for sure um yeah that so was actually hilarious yeah <laughs> it was one little part We'll talk about the next part, which popped me to the yeah. we'll talk about. Um, but let's talk about this next match. This is a big one. Definitely gotta be in I mean it's in all of our wheelhouse, but Frank, this is your right in your this is in your um dreams right here. Yeah. This is Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Scott Hall. And call me biased to Hall and Nash, but I like kind of like the build to this one. Do you know? Like it was silly. We had the, uh, we talked about it before, like this, that he locked him in a freezer. <laughs> yeah. Austin, Austin locked Hall in a freezer. I think they crashed a cinder block over Austin's ankle at one point. It was like yeah. a lot of silliness, but we had a dream match here. And um, Frank, you mentioned earlier, you wish you got Austin Hogan. Yeah. We do too. I think we do too. But yeah, this is your consolation. Were you stoked for this? Yeah. Listen, yeah. Right. You know, like I can't even say too much. Like, this is probably where I, the most markiness is going to come out of me is this matchup and like scores or whatever. But yeah, it's Scott Hall versus, I mean, it's Razor versus Stone Cold. You know what I mean? Like that's just what it is. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah you know, and it's two of my top three of all time. Um, wow. And like, you know, I guess, I think you guys will agree, right? Like it's not either of their greatest matchups. You know what I mean? Like uh, the chemistry lacking in a lot of ways, especially in the match, but it's just like, I, it pops me, dude. I watch this match more than I watch a lot of wrestling matches, you know? And it's just That's like, great. it's two of my guys and I like it for what it is. And I wish there was, I wish it didn't turn into like, like a WCW, like bury, uh, get, get, getting buried by WWE top guys type of situation. But I can look past it. And it's like, it's Austin, it's Razor. You know what I mean? And it's like, mm-hmm. I just enjoy seeing those two guys interact um yeah so like i i mark out for this match a little bit i understand why others won't well i i don't understand because i marked out too <laughs> and I, I you know what's weird though is like me being the nash mark a little bit more than hall like i was actually i think at the time like oh, i wish nash was fighting austin and because remember mm-hmm. guys like uh scott hall was like the leader of the nwo in a way here on the wwf run he was like the the worker i guess like he mm-hmm. did all the wrestling yeah. Were you gonna say that something? Was kind of no, I just that was kind of always his thing. Even when you look at like the tag team matches, Hall would do everything, mm-hmm. and then he would yeah, go but over like to have tag this, the big man, like this singles match against Austin, you would have thought it'd be Nash. Yeah, well, no, because Hall could still go at this time. Exactly, for Nash can yeah. barely walk, dude. I know. It yeah. just it is what it is, man. It's crazy because they both look good. You know, two guys who've always looked good like their entire career. I mean, except for yep. Scott later there in those dark days. Yeah, sure. But, you know, but nah, like up yeah, until the WWE, great. like from all those runs up into this run in WWF, he always looked like really good. Yeah, he really did. I mean, Nash still, he didn't look old or anything, but like just walking, when he's walking to the ring. Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, fucking, you know, he had double digit knee surgeries at this point you know so. yeah there's a spot where um he has to break up the pin or pull the referee out and he's trying to run around to get the ref out in time and i'm like ah, uh, like he's yep. just <laughs> struggling to get around there but yep. um let's just talk about it real quick because austin's <clears throat> pop was as insane as ever there's no pop like austin's except maybe the Royal warriors <laughs> nash accompanied hall to the ring like you guys said austin was all over scott hall early beat him down hall was still wearing his vest uh, even watching it back, it's just super cool to like see these two guys in the ring because we didn't mm-hmm. think it would happen ever when like Vince yeah. did the whole poison thing. I'm going to oh, kill God. my car. Whatever stupid way we got here, just seeing like Scott Hall versus Steve Austin. I don't know. I was marking out. Real um, quick about uh, Hall's vest. Do you guys that he, do you guys think he came directly from a catering job or <laughs> do you think that he, yeah like what was the deal with that no he was all the moonlighting cool he here has too you know but yeah he, he forgot he must have forgot his gear here yeah the whole he had thing the wasn't... little yeah like he had the little thing in the back like the vest like the little tie thing i was like what <laughs> yeah. is happening here also even the gear it was like this tiniest little nwo logo on mm-hmm. the trunks and that was it you know he's usually yeah. dripped out literally mm-hmm. dripped out mm-hmm. in his yeah. cool machismo i wanted to say real quick if austin did fight hogan I think we would have got potentially Hall versus Rock. And for me, mm. that always felt like more of a dream match. I always thought of Rocky they, as like I a always like their uh their banter back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. And the punches, yeah, they kind of had know, similar punches. That is true too. And especially like when you think of them like in terms of stature and their career, right? Because mm-hmm. well, Scott Hall never got the world title, but he was always like that guy, and like the rock was never quite austin's level you know what i mean yeah so like, like just once sort of again like up. one a and like yeah. one b or one and two yeah, exactly. you know like yeah, exactly 
But yeah, we don't want to jump ahead to Rock and Hogan. But like, nope. it, it for me, it's that it's that thing where it's like, man, I wish we would have got Hogan Flair at WrestleMania nine. But like, then we don't get Savage Flair at WrestleMania nine. Yeah, and yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I love Stone Cold, yeah. but like, I don't think he could have had what him and Rock had. You Definitely know? not. Definitely. Wow, not. we're gonna talk. We're definitely. But it breaks my heart it. because Rock and Hall also would have had a better match for sure. I think. You know well, what I mean? And like, I who mean, knows if that Rock... Scott Hall's match? You know what I mean? That like mm-hmm. lives forever. You know, I'm yeah, just like, yeah. selfish, selfishly That's... wanting Razor to have. Like, I think a the Rock match like kind of doesn't get the credit for the performer that he was. Yeah, Rocky. You know, people. Yeah, I think people remember the Rock fondly for sure, and like. They're like, you know, they love his promos and stuff like that. But like Rock had some fucking good matches, man. Like, mm, and I can name probably five of them easily that you guys will agree with, you know? So, mm-hmm. and like, we're talking about like him and Hall, what they could have done. Of course it would have been good, mm-hmm. you know? Awesome. Cause like the Rocket WrestleMania and like, and the I build would have been banter, awesome, I think. Sure. Yeah, like, the remember him calling, hey, Chico. Remember, he would call mm-hmm. Razor Chico and like Diesel. Mm-hmm. Burr, burr. Remember, he would like mock them and stuff. Like, yeah. So, yeah, man, who knows what could have been, but yeah. Yeah. I feel like um, we'll talk about Rock and I'm definitely not going to sell him short because, uh, the job he does in that Hogan match. It's it's incredible. But oh, let's talk, man, let's finish yeah. this one out. So Hall, you know, I feel like he had a, a, an upper hand for most of this with help mostly from Big Kev. And even if Austin's heart like wasn't in this feud, which some people have like kind of accused him of, I think even he admitted that. I still think he like bumped his ass off for Hall and vice versa. Despite like this match maybe not being the best chemistry. Like I think they were, they were, you know. They were trying. Like it's not yeah. like Austin mailed it in in this match. I don't think. At least I don't think so. Um, I know Austin hit a stunner, but Nash pulled out the ref. Like I said, he struggled to get around. Pull out Timmy White, knocked out the ring, knocked out Tim White, and then he got in the ring and tried to basically beat down Austin. It was. <laughs> I think Austin took them both out with stunners at one point. There was no ref. I yep. think it's Jack Doan who runs in, and then Nash drops this very stiff elbow, dude, <laughs> on- and perfectly timed for a guy who couldn't move like yeah ref slides in and nash is perfect with the elbow right on top of also i thought nash's sell the stunner was pretty damn good too yeah same like it was like different but like for that size i thought that it made sense i thought it looked good what do you guys think of scott hall sell the stunner it's very divisive i'd like Uh, it but i didn't like the double stunner right okay I like always he hate stuns a him stunner. and then he sits there and yeah. then he stuns him and like that last the second one I love yeah yeah okay you Me know because I love like, it I don't too. like people, people don't like it I don't like the Some double people. stun thing you either love it or hate it if it seems like with uh, halls because like whenever you see, see, see talk, people talk about like the best uh, sales of the stunner like they mentioned rock and you see guys every now and then you see people say Scott Hall had the worst you see people say Scott Hall had the oh, best no. you know? I like no, I don't think he has the worst at all it looks yeah. like I think he it's gets the correct way to sell it. You, it looks like he gets well, the correct way is Bret Hart's Bret Hart, <laughs> right? Yeah, but Scott Hall looks like he gets exploded. <laughs> you know, like it yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. there's Vince like an explosion. Second. I I like his a lot actually. Yeah, yeah, it's Glad, up there with Vince. Yeah, like Vince, Vinny, Max, yeah, so. Vince, yeah. <laughs> especially last year WrestleMania Convulsing. 38. <laughs> that oh, oh my, my goodness, that That's first stunner, I don't hate that. 
when Vince first it got looks out, deadly. Yeah. yeah right, right. I'm saying like last convulsing, year. <laughs> but that yeah, that all, and numerous other times he's been stunned and it's <laughs> fucking he brutal. He never learned how to take that move, dude. It's unbelievable like he, that yeah. a guy that owns <laughs> the fucking World Wrestling Federation can't take bumps. It's outrageous to me. It's I mean, funny. It's like Vince is synonymous with like, oh, he don't watch anything. He don't watch WCW. <laughs> he probably don't even watch WWF because yeah. he don't know how to take Austin. I don't move. think he did. Like, it's crazy, bro. You don't know how to take it. So how many of those re- did he take? And they never looked the same. Right. Like, the bump exactly. is never the same. It's always yep. like he figures out on like when it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Good for him. Maybe so- <laughs> he was trying to keep it, you know, switch it up. Yeah. Uh, a lot of refs came out. And they eventually chase Nash to the back. Hall now is a <laughs> semi-awkward stunner, but it was cool. And Austin yeah. kicked out. I want to ask you guys really quick, where do you stand on that trend that was like heavy around this time? I don't see it as much anymore, and I'm grateful. But like there was a trend where dudes would hit the other guy's move mm. on them. And like, where do you stand on that? You love it? You hate it? Mm, you want to no. see it more? No, because it never feels like they're going to win with the move. Like It almost like diminishes the move, kind of. I don't know. I, I just don't – it doesn't do anything for me. I don't pop for it. I did, like, early days or, like, seeing, like, when The Rock would do it to Austin or whatever. It was like, oh, you know, but, like, very few times do I think that move, like, stealing the guy's move is, like, cool or effective even in a match. I think Duke might remember the Jericho-Rock exchange where they were doing it you remember that duke where jericho, jericho didn't jericho beat him with the rock bottom i think you might be right yeah mm-hmm. i think he did but is do you, where do you stand on that are you into it do you want to see it again um if it's okay so we're talking about chris jericho the rock all mm-hmm. all yeah i'm into it you know what i'm no, saying yeah, yeah, like yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. those guys you know like if fucking crash holly is out there like <laughs> he i don't Austin. know right exactly like no i'm not into <laughs> it but i think right. like like you mentioned like rock and austin i really like that especially their 17 match um mm-hmm. when they go back and forth and do each other's moves i don't know i am into it strangely yeah i just feel like it'd be weird now like because like kenny omega for instance like sure uh, trying to do the hangman you know, uh, Larry. Yeah. Well, he would do weird. it better, so it would, mm-hmm. it would be not sad better than Logan hanging. Paul, though. That's no, that's point. true. <laughs> <laughs> Second Logan, how did I get a Logan Paul twice? Listen, on man, the guy's review. A, the I should guy's be ashamed. Star, of well, well, we're we are on YouTube, so you know we're trying to get the that's YouTube, right. Trying to Logan rating. Paul YouTube, yeah. Pop that rating. Austin hit two more stunners. Hall sold that second one beautifully, like you mentioned, uh, Duke. I do An not explosion. like a explosion. It's like he stepped on a landmine. Yeah. I don't like when guys don't especially hate it in like a Royal Rumble when you get like a move and you're standing Seven up near the ropes. finishes and yeah. just taking them all. It's like yep. suddenly it don't hurt as bad, right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, got yeah. it thrown over the top rope. Stone Cold won this match. Uh, 1151. Steve Austin beats Scott Hall. You could say they're Barry in the NWO or whatever. I'm going to just throw throw out my rating right now. I don't care. 5.9 out of 10. <laughs> I'm being a little, I'm being a little, I feel like Flexi Rexy, Flexi Rexy likes this match. If I, if I hear him correct. Is that, is that Rex? uh, Captain Rex just down some, uh, some water a little too quick. (laughs) He just turned two, by the way, my puppy just turned two, March 11th. Captain Rex. Captain Rex turned two. Unfortunately, he still doesn't know how to drink water. (laughs) He's like Vince. I'm choking. Yeah. He still hasn't learned how to take a stunner. Yep, the Rex Express. So I had a 5.9. I like these guys. 
just being in the ring together. Yeah, I, yeah. Even Nash being around, hanging out. I just love seeing it. The action was not nearly as flat as I remembered, and uh, they both sold their their butts off. I thought. What you guys think? Total mark score for me. I give it a three point five out of five. Liked it. It's if I had to put twenty five matches down on paper, it's probably in there. You know, because it's just my boys. You know what I mean? It's two and three all time for me in a rare, you know, exchange in the ring. You know, so I'm like, I'm in. I watch it all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, it. I'm going to take off these rose colored glasses <laughs> and I'm going to keep it real because I was because of my love for these guys. I held it to a higher standard, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I. I disliked that it became basically like a handicap match. Right. That's, you know, and like, I think it was disrespectful to Hall and Nash to do that. Um, I didn't hate the match by any means, but like, I just wanted more. I felt like it was short. Um, Once again, it didn't feel WrestleMania because I felt like they, they cheapened it with like the, the Nash interference and stuff like that. And, um, you know, there was no chance Austin was taking a razor's edge, you know, because True. of his neck problems. Um, Again, didn't hate it, but I just think it was an average match. I felt like it could have been on Raw. I gave it a 5 out of 10. And okay, listen, that's so you're fair. keeping it really real. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. fair because if that match was even two other big names who I don't love as much, like it's Triple H versus Taker, Yep, I'd probably give it a more realistic grade like that, you know. But mm-hmm. but it's a it's a personal favorite. I know it from the jump. When I was writing it yeah. down, I was like, oh, it's higher than all my fucking matches except that Taker <laughs> one, you know. It was just like, I know where it's coming from. But you know what's know, funny so- about all, all these these shows we do? Like Frank, you and I did AEW Revolution last week. That's my millionth mention of that. If you don't <laughs> want to check out that episode in the archives, but um, so like I rated Christian Jack Perry, I think like an eight. Point two or 8.3 yeah, yeah, you yeah. were like the house of black versus the elite i don't know yeah, you were in like the I eight gave, or... yeah i gave it a crazy game yeah we but like so that's AEW revolution and it, mm-hmm. it fits that rating for that show my point is like aren't you going to watch hall versus austin more than house of black versus elite in your yeah, lifetime yeah. i mean in my life very likely yeah yeah that's yeah. how i feel with i Christian probably Jack already Perry. watched that match more than i'll ever watch the house of black match right like yeah most and likely with me i love christian but i would watch hall versus austin 10 times over because I just yeah. want to see these guys on the screen together. So yeah, exactly. it's interesting when you're rating these matches, but um, mm-hmm. good fun stuff for sure. Very nostalgic for all of us. Uh, let's move on to this tag team title match four way elimination. I could tell you right now I had zero and I just told Frank in a text. I remember everything. I'm a bragger. I remember mm-hmm. everything. I did not remember <laughs> this match at all. I was like, who wins? <laughs> Why, like, why are we here? I didn't even know it was elimination. This is the quintessential throw all the teams together because we don't care about the tag titles. We don't have a feud for anybody. Let's just get them mm-hmm. all on there. Um, I'm going to run through it pretty quick so we can rate it. But Dudley's were with Stacey Keebler. They got their live entrance music from Saliva. They made use of these <laughs> bands. Um, oh, God. <laughs> uh, Billy and Chuck are out. They're the tag team champions. Defending. That's the theme music that they should have had the live performance for. Yes. The uh, NSYNC, you know, ripoff <laughs> band, whoever sang their uh, theme song. Um, Billy, who's emerged again in 2022, 2023 here with the acclaimed. Mm-hmm. He's back on the map. He's bigger than he was then 21 years ago. Oh, now. yeah, for sure. 
right? It's it's crazy. Yeah, um, way bigger too. It feels. Yeah, and uh, real quick, I want to ask you guys: Do you can attest to this? Remember, I was telling you, like, I think Billy and Chuck Palumbo would make a good tag team. They were fighting on like you a random did. You velocity. Did. Yep. And then, like, I didn't know they bleached their hair and do this whole shtick. But where'd yeah. you guys stand on, like, uh, I'm curious, Frank, especially, where'd you guys stand on Billy and Chuck as a team? Dude, dude I like Billy and Chuck as a team. Okay. I, cool. I remember the who wins this match because I was like, I like those guys together. Because Chuck Palumbo by himself, oh my God, I never cared for a second ever, you know? But I always did kind of like Billy Gunn. Maybe the most out of the DX guys, maybe him and Kid, you know what I mean? We're like my favorite DX dudes. So it's sort of like, you know, so I always had a soft spot for Billy Gunn. So, and, you know, he was undeniably like good kind of like at this time, like he would be in, you know, always like a solid match, you know, he could do mm -hmm. cool stuff. They tried to push him more than he could ever get himself over to, you know, that level. But as a tag team guy, I always liked Billy Gunn. So yeah, uh, Billy and Chuck, I thought they were good. I thought they were funny. Uh I liked them as champions, you know. So you know, I was yeah. in. Dude, <laughs> they're actually you, in my in this matchup. They're my favorite tag team, like at that time. My favorite because I was such match? a Dud yeah because I was such a Dudley boy and Hardy boy hater because I was an Edge and Christian mm. guy. So like I never uh. like cared for them. Like I respect them in you know a historical standard, you know. But uh, at this time, I was likely cheering for Billy and Chuck. That's really funny. Duke, yeah. uh, Frank mentioned the singles push. They tried to get Billy, and I always loved Billy. I always, I didn't want to remember him as a tag guy with Road Dog and Chuck and stuff like that and Bart Gun, but I guess that's what he's remembered as. Were you into Billy and Chuck? This man, let's not understate your love for Billy Gunn. This man had a Billy Gunn t shirt made. Yeah, it's was been it airbrushed, yeah. John Boy? Airbrushed, badass yeah, airbrushed. Billy Gunn. <laughs> yeah, couldn't yep. find one. I had to get it done, man. I yeah, was, I was. I was all uh, in, yeah. Dude. I I liked Billy and Chuck, and um, mm -hmm. like you said, they were funny. Um, but I was always a fan of Chuck Palumbo. Actually, he reminded mm -hmm. me. He reminded me because in WCW they tried to present him as like a Lex Luger guy, mm -hmm. but he always reminded me of Scott Hall, like his movements and stuff like that. Didn't he do and the I punch? Always, yeah, he of? did like yeah. the spinning punch. I his his movements kind of always reminded me of Hall, and uh, yeah, I mean who knows like you said like as a single probably no one gives a shit but i did think he was good so i did yeah. enjoy them you know the i enjoyed the comedy more than like their in-ring work um and this match my score on this match will attest to that because i think <laughs> it was a shit fest but interesting okay yeah. well um Bradshaw and Farouk, APA, they're in there early. They laid haymakers, so naturally, you know they're going to go out first because they're the ones dominating, and that's exactly what happened. Dudley's hit a 3D, out went APA. Uh, it's weird, again, to think that this was like the very last mania before the brand split because I specifically remember them splitting like APA up and eventually like the Dudley. They just tried to split every team up. But um, Hardy's and Dudley. What a dumb one. Right really dumb especially well man well i'll get off on a rant if we yeah, think yeah, yeah. No, what they were trying to do with bubba and like <laughs> yeah, reverse yeah. brock at one point oh my gosh so um the hardys and dudley's mixing it up and this is technically their third straight wrestlemania they're fighting each other because mm. they had the two ladder matches and now this mm -hmm. so they're still going at it jeff was in there taking punishment for a really long time until mac got the hot tag they really dragged it out Billy threw Devon through a table that was set up outside. Jeff hit a swanton and Bubba 
on Bubba and they were eliminated. Devon and, uh, and Bubba were eliminated. So you're down to the Hardys and Billy and Chuck. And um, I feel like Billy Gunn, I don't know, man. He He's so much bigger than these. It's like crazy how – and he's still so jacked. Like he's maintained this jacked-ass physique. It's, Did you guys notice uh, JR called him the one Billy Gunn several times? Mm-hmm. That's funny. Coming out of that gimmick that didn't work. And did you also notice the awful DDT that the Hardys gave Palumbo? Yes, where his head was one foot off of Lit, the mat. At least, at least one foot. Um, yeah, I wanted to really quick mention because I didn't say it earlier, but Jerry Lawler, um, I think it was in the it was in an earlier match, but man, like I I really hate him on color commentary. Like I just Jim, Jim Ross all day long, but Lawler, well, like he just made a joke out of everything. At this point, that's what it became. It was puppies and, yeah, you know, bullshit, you know, because I think the king once. Oh, I was doing time... the taker, taker flair. I'm sorry to cut you off, but he kept saying, mm-hmm. like, was that a Booger Red JR? Like, he kept bringing it up and bringing it up. Right. And meanwhile, flair's like bleeding out of his head and it was serious, <laughs> right. you know? Yeah. I just think that, um, like, because previous to that, like, I thought. Uh, the king was good because he would be that heel yeah, exactly. commentator he would always put the heels over but I mean by this point we're in full like caricature mode of Jerry Lawler right. you know like mm-hmm. people wanted to hear him say puppies and whatever other yeah. nonsense you know totally mailing it in yeah definitely uh, and real Bill- quick because mm-hmm. we have to talk about this cringe bullshit that happened in this match because i almost didn't want to talk about it the dudleys are gone already john and you know exactly where i'm going with this i skipped over it but i did write down (laughs) jeff hardy's doing this very embarrassing hardy's hip (laughs) movements looking at stacy keebler frank you want to chime in on this pal i mean i guess it didn't offend me as much (laughs) because It feels very like Jeff Hardy to me. You know what I mean? So I'm I not know. offended. I'm not yeah, yeah, offended yeah, 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 at yeah. all. I know, but, but like, I'm just. It was very. Uh, I know what cringy. you're talking. Yeah. Yes, it was cringy. And then he looked very uncomfortable kissing Stacey Keebler. Yeah. Very, uh... <laughs> I could have just done without that whole. Like that dropped the the rating in this match for me. It was so brutal. I mean, we get to look at Stacey Keebler, which is great. But like. Exactly. Holy yeah. shit, man. Mm-hmm. Like. He's got Stacey Kleebler, who I like. Yeah, it's a it's a very very awkward awkward moment in the match that I kind of skipped over on purpose. But Stacy, <laughs> you know exactly uh, what I was talking about. You know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> Stacy Keebler, the rumored to go in this year's Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, absolutely. So she goes in before well, they, Victoria. They made a um, they made a statue of her butt at this WrestleMania. Yep. That's great. She goes so, in before you know, Victoria. I mean, yeah, there, I mean, that makes go. sense, right? Yeah, sure. <sighs> what are you going to do? She didn't go um, anywhere else. She didn't go anywhere else to make a living. So she gets in first. Right. Well, uh, let me just say, Billy Gunn, he nailed Jeff Hardy with one of the tag strap behind the ref's back. And that got the job done. Billy and Chuck retain 13 minutes, 50 seconds. They defeat the other three teams and hold on in this four corners elimination tag team title match. I gave it a very generous 4.6 out Holy of 10. shit, is that generous? Yeah, it's pretty generous. Listen, That's Billy Gunn love shining through. Good it's hardy, now. it's hardy, hardy love. It's me being on a pretty, like, pretty high point after Austin and Hall. So I'm like very excited yeah, about, about life. Um, Good and also, grief. I think it was like fairly entertaining because once again, I didn't even remember who won. So I'm watching it for the first time in my like my 
almost in my eyes. Um, all things considered, that's what I was at. Where are you guys at with the rating? I gave that one a two out of five. Also, also four generous. out of four. Yeah, four yes. yeah, but not quite as generous as John Boy. Little, on my scale, over. on my scale, that's because true. I've been pretty generous throughout this whole show. But uh, yeah, you yeah, were, you guys are both uh, still drinking the <laughs> the Hall and Stone Cold Steve Weisers because yeah, golly. Yeah. Yep, two yes, out of that's five. true. It didn't do much for me, but like I do remember Billy and Chuck winning. So like I remember, you know, that feeling of being like, good. You know what I mean? It wasn't one of the. Were you guys to, like to sleepy? me? It was like the Did zone. you smoke some weed beforehand? Did you have a nice? Did you have a good? Good. Did you have a nice piece a, of cake? Like I was in a good place mentally. I think during this, yeah, I was man. Very, I must uh... have been a miserable prick. <laughs> I must have been like down in the dumps because this match gets a 1.5 oh my wow i thought it was absolutely dog shit like oh my god i dude there's so many like botches and like you didn't like the dance you didn't like the jeff hardy dance the dance dropped it like four (laughs) scores yeah man 1.5 well Look, that's all they had for tag team wrestling back then. They had this whole roster and 70 million matches, but and 13 minutes to get it in. Yeah. Um, anyway, what's funny is I'm looking and it's like there was actually only 12 matches, and I think that's how many were at um revolution. I guess there were only eight, right? I think he said eight, right? Okay, yeah. So that that is a lot more, really, if you think about yeah. it, to try to cram into a show. Um, let's go, let's move on. So Hogan's backstage, he tells Hall and Nash. He wants to fight Rock solo, go it alone. But Hall and Nash kind of went over his head. After Hulk walked away, they basically admitted they're still going to get involved, still going to interfere in this mm-hmm. uh, showdown between Hogan and The Rock. And um, before that match, Christian took out Molly Holly. Yeah. <laughs> it was, he's your new hardcore champion. It was like uh, he slammed the door on her. It was pretty the funniest, uh, I guess, of all these hardcore segments if you're going to subject us. Right. Them. do you think that was the funniest one because i like the molly when she um yeah when she whacked the hurricane yeah that's funny but because he was like yeah. she was like to the her whatever it's called her mobile or whatever yeah yeah, yeah and yeah, he's yeah. like and how and he like does his little thing and like i don't know if that was a real frying pan but to the it's back of the head like, like one. yeah yeah like uh-huh. that shit like that hurt me man yeah, i thought yeah. that was the funniest one I think the funniest one is the last one, and I'll I'll say why. Whatever you go, hey, these these segments are well. He's your guy, right? (laughs) There's there's something for everyone too. (laughs) Your your guy uh, at the end. So way right? Yeah, it does. Um, But that's that's the uh, the calm before the storm. This lighthearted hardcore title stuff because the the real deal was about to come here. Hogan versus Rock, Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hulk Hogan versus The Rock. WrestleMania 18, Toronto, the big showdown. This is on a lot of people's list as the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. Some would say top three WWF match of all time as a whole. So we'll see what you guys thought. Um, First of all, before we get into anything, the build to this, just like Hall and Austin, was a little like over the top. Hogan actually drove a semi truck into an ambulance (laughs) that was holding the rock. And that's, believe it or not, one of the biggest problems I had with some of the ending of this match. But um, (laughs) we'll talk about the aftermatch, aftermath of this match when they're hugging. You have to, for those listening, if you're going to watch this match, 
you have to watch that when Hogan runs him over because <laughs> what he says <laughs> is so funny before he does it. Just trust me. Look it up and watch it. It's on probably the Raw before WrestleMania. Yeah. Hilarious. Um, I want to ask you guys before this match even starts. Do you guys think they knew because Hogan went to Hall and Nash and told them, don't interfere. I want to do it alone. Kind of planting some seeds. Do you think they knew Hogan would be cheered as a face? Because this was clearly booked for like a Hall and Nash turn. Yeah. I thought the I th same thing, man. Like mm -hmm. they had to know, right? Yeah, exactly. That's how because, it seems. Like, yeah, I mean, because even Hogan, I mean, who knows if, if, if it's true, but as I told you guys, I, um, watch the raw the next day and I'll bring it up again. Cause he says something that's funny and false, but, uh, he says like, he never expected that reaction, you know? And, um, I mean, I feel like the WWE kind of had the clairvoyance to see it though, because like they set it up and then the ending, the aftermath, et cetera. So. Yeah. Because the story Frank is that mm -hmm. they flipped the script without getting ahead. They flipped the script mid-match and Rocky worked heel when they anticipated yeah. Hulk, Hollywood Hulk, would be the heel. So do you think they knew? You know, that is true, right? Because everybody always says that, like, oh, Rocky did a good job adjusting to the crowd, you know what I mean? To turn but I, do, I, I think the way he adjusted, because, like, you could still flip Hogan and they still cheered The Rock, right? Like in that match that they could cheer mm -hmm. both guys just because they're such legends. So like, I think that was, I think you'd still do got to give credit to The Rock for doing that, like kind of doing heel work. Cause I don't think that, you know, he had to be a heel in the match, even though they were booing him, they, they posed at the end. Right. So it's sort of like, it wasn't like he was being a bad guy. He was just adjusting to the crowd. So I think he deserves credit. I think they knew, cause I think Vince and them know, I think even guys like Scott Hall and Nash know though. You put Hogan in front of the crowd for the first time in years, you know what I mean? And that big of a stage across from The Rock, like the WrestleMania crowd is typically like a stronger crowd. Maybe nowadays it doesn't feel that way, but typically it's like that's we used to think of those are like those real fans, you know what I mean? Like at one time going to those type of shows. So those guys are going to give, you know, like the flowers to whoever it is typically. And I think it was the smart thing to just run with it, obviously. Also, Canadian crowds, yeah, like back then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, remember yeah. they would call they would say Bizarro World mm -hmm. because, like, they would react differently to people. But once again, I think it's just their their appreciation for the history of pro wrestling. I think yeah. that's what it is, you know, yeah. And I don't want to get ahead of the finish or anything like that, but um, there's the story Hulk Hogan, Tall Tales. He tells a story that <laughs> when he fought in WrestleMania 3 against Andre. He didn't know the finish. He wasn't sure if he was even going to win or not because basically Andre called the shots. And when Andre wanted to let you in on the, I guess, the secret or the the finish, he'll let you know. And Hogan says up until the final minute or two, he didn't know if he was going to beat Andre. Andre yeah. gave him the, the green light towards the end. Slam me, brother. Pin me, whatever. Uh, Rock has said this uh, about Hogan. He let Hogan lead this match from his father's advice. Rocky Johnson told The Rock, listen to Hulk. He's a pro. Follow whatever he says. And Rock states that he didn't know if he was going to go over Hogan until towards the end of the match when Hogan told him. to like. The, it's just interesting to think hmm. like in a predetermined, choreographed 
rest, you know, sports entertainment that they would play like yeah. that, that they would go that far as to keep, you know what I'm saying? Like, it it's almost sounds like bullshit to me. I've, I'm being honest. Like Hogan, <laughs> the Rock doesn't know he, if he's going. They don't know who's going over at the end of that. I mean, this is not WCW. You know what I mean? Like I feel like yeah. they had this pretty tuned in at that point. But you know, we're not the guys there. If Rocky's saying that, I guess you got to believe him. But seems uh, <laughs> do you though? Do you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, right. it's one thing we know Hogan's full of shit. As, yeah. as, you know, as much as exactly. I love him, but yeah, like if Hogan said, rock, it, I would even yeah. believe it. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Rock says that though. Like, and <laughs> I'll I'll mention uh, his his false his <laughs> false statement that he said on the next day at Raw as we get into it. But uh, yeah, I mean, who the hell knows? Maybe Rock's working us too. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, despite all that, I have never seen a crowd like this where they ate up every single movement. A wrestler did like they did for Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. and I thought I pointed out at times they would do this like wide at wide angle camera like zoom out, which they don't even do anymore. I don't know why, but it really like accentuated the visual of these seventy thousand Hulkamaniacs that were just eating up everything. And um, I want to go through it a tiny bit, and then I have some questions for you guys. But the Rock selling at times was a little HBK esque for me. When you remember when Sean mm. and Ho- and Hogan did their SummerSlam mm-hmm. yeah. 05, Duke, you were there, yeah, uh, for that. But um, HBK gets a lot of heat for that. But if Rock was flailing around early on, he reeled it in a little bit, but he was flailing around. Um, and I just think they went move for move during the match. Rock applied a sharpshooter, referee was down, unable to acknowledge a submission. The Rock released the hold, tried to revive the ref. Hogan hit a low blow and a rock bottom. Once again, we're doing each other's moves. Mm-hmm. Um, Hogan selling the ribs was apparently legit. So oh. you know about this, Duke? I didn't because I was going to give him credit for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that makes sense then if they were actually hurt. So a couple of weeks before this epic encounter, Hogan suffered broken ribs at the hands of oh, none, other than, none other than Rikishi. Wow. How funny. So um, Hulk actually battled through a few broken ribs in this match. Holy shit. That's incredible. Which is amazing. Yeah. I, was yeah, that a Hogan um, story though. You know what? I'll double check it, but it's like <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Logan, Logan likes to make himself seem to be Hercules. I time. was, uh, I was working with broken ribs, brother. I barely <laughs> breathe, dude. I it's amazing how like wrestlers never stop working. It sounds made up yeah. because in what world yeah. does Hulk Hogan work for Kishi? Exactly. I'm gonna <laughs> have to pull up the tape. You know. By oh, the man. way, fucking love Hulk Hogan. So if you're listening to this. I'm not ever going to talk Bailey about. Hogan. Oh yeah. You're a Hulkamaniac. For yeah. Hulk, I'm a brother. through and through baby. Um, I talked about adapting to the atmosphere and like the theory or the argument that the rock switched mid match, whether that's true or not. Like I enjoyed Rocky's like heelish shit mm-hmm. here, man. This is my kind of rock. Well, you know, I think once again, like I talked about it earlier, that Rock doesn't get enough like credit for his in-ring work. In-ring work isn't just fucking moonsaults and top rope planches, you know, like. He did this with Brock, if you remember, when he fought Brock at SummerSlam, Rock was the blazing babyface going in, you know, mm-hmm. and Brock Lesnar was the man eating heel, you know, and mm-hmm. like. In that match, the crowd was cheering for Brock and he did it then, you know, like and you mentioned about the uh, 
the wide camera, you know, the shots yeah. like that. Um, another thing that guys don't do a whole bunch, just sit there and take it in and look at the fucking crowd. They try. Subtle, they try to man. force it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes. Sure. sure. But like this was, you know, the rock to his credit. Once again, you're booing me. What? Mm-hmm. Like his Great face subtlety. almost like, yeah. almost like, how dare you? You know, like, and we know Hogan's great at it, but yeah, yeah. I mean, no, you get, the subtlety you got an was hour, great. I'll I'll gush about this match for an hour because I remembered liking it, but like even more this time. That's funny. Like, I felt the same way, yeah. and I actually I'm talking about the actual match quality, not just the crowd, sure. which I do think is the MVP of this match. Absolutely, but Frank. Frank, do you remember a crowd being this vocal for a match before or after this? So whenever I show anybody like sick crowds, there's two matches I show and it's this one and then John Cena RVD that ECW one night stand. Mm. You know what I mean? And like in terms of like a strong crowd being vocal part of the show, maybe too much for your liking, John Boy. But, uh, you know. Those are the two matches when I'm like, you want to see intense crowd, and they're very different, obviously, but like those are the yeah, two. Yeah, totally I think different. Of, so and two and, and you have sixty thousand. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah that's what I was gonna say. Like the scale of the one versus you know the other. That's why it's like the contrast. But those are the two strongest crowds I showed people all the time. So you know, it's right there. If you think it's the best, money, it's the best. You know, right. money in the bank, CM Punk, Cena, right? You like that? That was one. a great crowd. Yeah, yeah, that's a great crowd. But I don't think of that one still as great as that crowd was. I still don't think of that with the other two. Wasn't there something recently we were watching? Um, might have been AEW or maybe it was WWE, but with the crowd was just like, oh, it was Sami Zayn versus Roman mm-hmm. Reigns, Montreal. Oh um, yeah, that pop the elimination yeah, yeah, yeah. chamber. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty pretty nuts. Like, uh, no, I'm talking about their uh, match. I know what you're saying. Yeah, chamber. I'm thinking the moment of the other match. But uh, well, you remember how Rumble? like it was like us five or so minutes before the match mm-hmm. even started with Roman mm-hmm. and Sami, mm-hmm. and once again Canada, they just you know. But um, let me just kind of run through a little bit more of the match, and then you guys can talk about your thoughts on the match. Because uh, there were two more rock bottoms and a people's elbow by the rock, and he pinned him. The ribs were clearly injured, whether it was legit or not. He was selling them. Um, after the match, though, the two shook hands. They, they had shown their sign of respect, and that ticked off Hall and Nash. They hit the ring immediately. And then Hogan's involvement with the NWO and immediate and it wasn't, I guess, as immediate where the Rock helped Hulk, but they eventually teamed up to take out Hall and Nash. Rock demanded Hogan pose, which I had to explain to Sharon. This is you got to have Hogan pose. They don't like that. The, the, the game isn't complete without it. But um, I want to get into the ratings, obviously, how you feel about the match. But I feel like just overall it's hard to duplicate and replicate this kind of stuff. And they've tried and I don't know. I was going to ask, do you feel like there can ever be a match at WrestleMania? They even tried with Cena versus rock once in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And they ran it, they ran it back and did it again. Is there a match that exists that can exist on this scale? Maybe you won't get this crowd reaction, but like we even said rock is one a, but it's still, he's one a, but he's like a zillion times higher than anybody currently. So like, who could you put in this kind of dream match, WrestleMania scale that could actually keep your eyes glued like this one and just create that atmosphere? Do you think it's possible? 
anyone I that think, is a good... like you're talking about in modern wrestling like yeah 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 current day yeah, there's like some super mega dream matches i think we've talked about it on the show like if kenny omega and cm punk were able to build to that type of thing you know involving real life drama whatever that's like AEW's like biggest box potential box office i believe mm-hmm. um and then in wwe I don't, I, I don't know because Roman is so dominant. I don't know if anybody feels, you know, like comparable to his level. I don't know if that would even get people excited, though. It's like a different type of... We also had like energy. Hogan coming from like NWO, WCW. Yeah, you know so what I mean? Still like, like dream matchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You got Roman like now, like Roman Rock, people say, but not even... Nah, that's that not doesn't right. Even, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, so like I don't know I mean, what WWE... It's not that WWE wouldn't be capable. I just think at the moment there's probably nothing that of that like stature, you know, AEW has one for the mega marks, you know, it would dream match of the ages. But other than that, it's like, if anything that mega could there be there, someone like Duke like there Could there be someone that could like potentially leave AEW and stand across the ring from someone in the WWE? Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, depending on, cause we don't know what the fuck punk's doing, mm-hmm. you know, still mm. like, like if CM Punk went back to WWE, and stood across against Roman. That's pretty, pretty huge. fucking cool. Yeah. That's pretty I huge. mean, still an all-time dream match for probably all three of us. You know, again, if Punk were there, Austin and Punk. Yeah, would be, exactly. I oh, mean, that's a good for, one. That's a good forget one. Forget it. Like, forget mm-hmm. it. Like, because that's relatively possible. It's exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Like, stuff that's, that's actually possible, even though Austin probably doesn't have any interest in wrestling again. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if they back up the the Brinks truck that might change his mind, you know, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like dude, that rock and Cena, man, like I've watched that when I tell you, I've watched that 10 times because like, I want to like, it's mm-hmm. just not yeah. there, man. It you isn't. know, mm-hmm. like, because that's a, I think that's a good stuff. example of like what you run into, right? Like even as big as that match, they like tried to make every convince everybody it was, you know, it's yep. like, it it isn't that you know it doesn't mm-hmm. feel quite like that. That's what makes it so tricky. We just had a bunch of matches with Punk because we're fucking Punk marks, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, but does well, that I'm just trying reaction? to think. Does of that get like... their general reaction from everybody? You know, like are right, we just right. too marky, marky? Because Punk, punk is you know, not people Hogan. Hate him. Well, yeah, because yeah, exactly. I try to think of like you know because this is it's presented as icon versus icon, and you could mm-hmm. say that like. Punk is like an icon from his time, you know, and like, like the modern day rock kind of. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. are we being Marky? Because like, no, I think a lot I of think so. I think a lot of fans have forgotten how much they love CM Punk. And yeah, yeah. if you want to be reminded, just watch. I don't know why I came across this, but I don't know, like last week, something, you know, the the YouTube fucking rabbit holes that we get in and it ended up showing me Punk's. <clears throat> AEW debut at Rampage. Mm-hmm. And I mean, holy shit, man. Like, yeah. I know it was in Chicago, but geez, man, like that pop is like, it's on yeah, is... It's insane. Small and time, like, according to John Boy, but I, we don't have to keep Oh, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, that's <laughs> well, true. Sure. Well, like, I, no, no, no. For the, the story, placement, yeah. the placement yeah. of yeah. it, you know, like put that shit on dynamite. Like, I agree, but like, that debut is no, it's, it's another crowd. I wish we could get that now. Yeah, that crowd mm-hmm. that was at that rampage mm-hmm. in Chicago. So, what I'm saying is, that. I think a lot of people have forgotten mm-hmm. how awesome punk is, you know, 
especially like AEW fans, like that got their feelings hurt. But like once upon a time, AEW fans, you guys were very excited to see this guy. So yeah. just keep. Well, that he's in also mind. he was also moving the needle. I mean, that's that's a fact. So you talk and about you just we just said three dream matches and they all had Punk. You know exactly. what I mean? like, don't be right. don't be fucking foolish, you yeah. know, and act like you're you know bigger. I know one guy is bigger than the company, but he's still the biggest shit that your company could. If CM Punk, you know what I mean, like signs yeah. with WWE tomorrow. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of people viewing Monday Night Raw mm-hmm. next Monday, including myself. Exactly, I'd be there. It's hard for me to watch those shows, and I'd be there, yep. like you guys yeah. with Cody. You know. Yep. Yeah, but no, Punk might be the modern day you know, HBK to some people where he's just difficult to work with, whether that's fair or not, because there's a lot of people that stick up for him and say he's not, but um, whatever it is, you give the man what he needs and what he wants Mm -hmm. to keep him happy. Like, like, like Vince did to Sean, you know? Um, but well, I want to get back. Well, to this. we did it. We we did it, guys. We got, we got them all, baby. Got our, we got our CM Punk stuff in. We got and, and Frankie on our, on our little... show about WrestleMania 18, <laughs> talking about like one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. Right. Let's stop and talk about it. CM Punk for five minutes. Frank even slipped a Cody you might mention in there to keep <laughs> that trend going. Yeah. Um, but no, I think you guys are on something, and even for me as a, like a mark, like I really think like a returning. This is not Hogan Rock, so don't get it twisted. Yeah, yeah, but like yeah. a returning Moxley Roman could be something that that won't happen. But like, I just think of guys that are active. But um, yeah, I don't, and I love Moxley now, but like, I don't see that at all on that as level. a big deal. You don't no, see it a big deal, not at all. I mean, former Shield buddies face off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like, all due respect to Moxley, but like, he's not icon status to me. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's. And he never let's reached that in the WWE universe either. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. Like how they could force icons on you. Like Rollins is, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah. that company, you know, and Roman is it. Roman is so. Yeah. That's the matchup for the Shield guys. Unfortunately for Mox, I think, but you know. Well, you know who some say is the modern day Hulk Hogan is Chris Jericho. So what about one more run for old uh, Chris back in the E? But there's really no one like. Yeah. Well, that's what for I'm him saying. to stand like, across against from. two though. Yeah, yeah like yeah. against Cena. Like oh, I know who against Cody. Mm, Nobody cares. I saw it in AEW. I I would care, but right, like you know. No, but um, let's get back to the real deal. Rock and Hogan. Let's finish it up with our ratings. I'm just gonna say for the crowd, the visual of these two legends being in the same ring. Also, the match itself is way better than I remember. The actual match. I thought Hogan was slower for whatever reason, but I thought he moved around really well still at 50-something years old. I'm going because I said earlier, these were not my guys. Like you said, Frank, if it was uh, earlier on, you ranked mm-hmm. Hall and Austin higher because they're your guys. This one other thing for me, they're not my guys, so I don't rank it a 10. I rank it an 8.6 out of 10. Mm-hmm. And that's that's high because it is legendary, but it's not for me like a top five match for me top five favorite yeah. match if you want to find that out we did have our favorite matches episode 10. a little early on yeah top 10 but what you guys think what you guys rate this bad boy you want to go duke sure um i mean i i remember liking this match for sure like um i always enjoyed it i've never been a huge rock fan like i enjoyed the rock but he's not on any favorite list of mine um but i do think like i mentioned earlier i do think his he doesn't get enough love for like his in-ring work. And um yeah. 
This match, I remember it fondly, but I actually liked it even more this time. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my buddy Jay like just a few weeks ago about this match, and um, he was like, oh, man, it's like one of my favorite matches ever. I was like, really? I was like, damn. But he's like a big rock guy. Yeah. And I'm a big Hogan guy. And this is like truly two icons, two like different eras of wrestling colliding. And I don't think it's like, again, WrestleMania mm-hmm. every year, they would always say like, this is the biggest WrestleMania of all time. <laughs> this is the big, you know, so it's yeah. their thing, right? Like it's what they mm-hmm. did. But that being said, I loved it. I thought it was paced well. I loved how they played to the crowd. I love how, you know, Rock reacted to the crowd like, really? Like you're cheering for this guy, you know, like <laughs> and um, it's crazy because like I am a huge Hulk Hogan fan, as you guys know, but you rated it higher than I did, John Boy. Really? So that says a lot to me of how good I was in a great is. mood. I was yeah. in a great mood. Well, Would no, you I it? had it. I had it at an eight point five out of ten. Oh, just a little smidge high. And the only thing, because there's nothing in the match I disliked mm-hmm. except the time. I thought it was a little short. Mm-hmm. And when you tell me about Hogan's ribs, I actually believe it now that you say that because, like, when he gets rock bottomed, oh, he, he looks like really fucking hurt and i wonder if that's when he's like all right brother let's go home because like Mm -hmm. he Mm -hmm. really looked hurt man so like i kind of believe that and Mm -hmm. i loved it man like we've been kind of hard on the show it seems like if you've um you know you listen to the whole show and you made it this far um two matches that i think you really should check out are flair and taker and rock hogan and surprise Mm -hmm. surprise right like for the greatest the of, the of time you know mm-hmm. so like i think there's there's something to be said for that and i think that this is it's just up my alley it's storytelling mm-hmm. yeah. it's um you know slow it down you know let the crowd react to stuff and i loved it man really that's glad why that I, that I watched it again honestly that's why i'll let you go in a sec frank that's why i really loved it is like we are used to kind of we're coming off the AEW, and it's all great for other reasons but like um, this was a different kind of like presentation. It's slower. It's uh, more soak it all in. And also, um, I don't like I just mentioned, I don't think we'll ever see anything like this again, as far as the star power, the crowd, all that good stuff, the legends. So I, I was really getting a kick out of watching it again as well. Frank, what do you got on the rating? So it's uh, it's probably one of my favorite matches of all time. It didn't make my top 10, but it's if I had we did a top 15, it's probably there. Um, Love the match. I gave it 4.25 out of five stars, and your guys' scale to be an 8.5. So we're nice. all like in agreement. Yep. Wow. Now, is there like is there anything that you disliked about it? Like what's keeping you guys, like in your case, Frank, like what's keeping you from having that five star match? Because of what I think is it's the work inside the ring while mm-hmm. great. If we're like adjusting it, I think we adjust it on the scale of what Hogan was producing for maybe 10 years up to that point. Right. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't, he looked at that point, we'd probably all thought he's lost a step. He's not having good matches. He hadn't had good matches in years. You know what I mean? I think we sort of appreciate that match technically from a technical standpoint more because he overachieved, I think within it and mm-hmm. we give rock a lot of credit, mm-hmm. but like, it's not, 
you know, it's not a Kurt Angle and like HBK, right? It's yeah. not like it, that's mm-hmm. into in, t- in terms of work rate. So that's what like keeps you knock it down. I think the storytelling is great. I think the crowd inner reaction stuff is great. Even the post match stuff, you know, like you could argue like the payoff at the end of it all is a cool mm-hmm. moment, you know, for WrestleMania. I think all that stuff is great. But like if we're being honest, right? Like it's not this technical masterpiece, mm-hmm. but it's very good considering Hogan and all that. So that's what knocks it down for me. How about yeah, you? For me, for me, I think it's just two like small details. It's silly, but like um, if it was red and yellow, Hulk Hogan coming mm. in to fight like current day, you know, icon rock. Mm-hmm. But um, that might have bumped it up a tiny bit. I think the reason it's not a 10 or a 9.9 or whatever is because, um, like I said earlier, these aren't two of my favorites. I think okay. if you would have eliminated the rock and put in, it wouldn't have fit the story. But like Triple H was my guy. Yeah. Jericho was my guy, but I wouldn't put them versus Hogan. But one other one of my guys was Taker. And to have like mm-hmm. immortal Hulk Hogan versus the immortal Undertaker, if he was doing yeah. the dead man gimmick, hypothetically present presented on WrestleMania, the streak versus Hogan. Maybe I could have got up there and the crowd reacted similarly like this. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would have bumped it up a bit, but that's just thinking on the fly. But um, it's still very- I do think I think that's a good point though about like the red and yellow Hogan, because then it's truly Mm-hmm. like Hulk these two yeah. times you know like clashing but for I me know. it was just it was just the time for me i, felt yeah, like I disagree was... with you about the yellow because for me personally that sure. was like the rivalry right it was yep. nwo hogan versus attitude era wwf so like to see that that's yeah. kind of like what made that to me and it fit the whole aesthetic if you really look at the set and the arena it does yeah it just fits for me and i want to say I was a rock guy, obviously, like, and I was cheering for Rocky and I was not a huge Hogan guy, but I think a lot like that crowd, I kind of switched mm. with it. You know what I mean? Cause I remember when I watched it live, for Hogan, when I watched it live, I remember going like all of a sudden, like I'm leaning into the Hogan love, <laughs> you know what I mean? And going like, is this old dude going to do this? You know what I mean? And like ultimately being okay, like satisfied with the ending, but you know, thinking like, man, I got, I got behind Hogan. I think the crowd really influenced that as well, but. That's cool. Well, I was trying to explain, um, you know, watching this, I was like, you know, this actually changed a lot of things because whether or not they knew this crowd reaction or not, this forced Vince to give Hulk Hogan one more title run. I believe if it, it, this this uh, crowd reaction reminded mm-hmm. like it, it just is crazy, like whether or not this was going to be a one off or whatever the hell. Um, but by the way, small little fun fact. Like people don't remember, I didn't remember, but they fought again at No Way Out 2003 yep. when it was Hollywood Rock. Yep, uh, as just not as good, and that the crowd's not yeah. as invested. Sure. But it's just yeah. funny. This what the scale and what the stage can do yeah. to yep. a match. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, if you take you know, watch that match on mute. You know, like <laughs> good point. How good it? How good is it? You know, but I mean, that's part of it, right? Like the mm-hmm. presentation. That's part of the deal. And real crowd. quick, I, I mentioned earlier, I watched uh, the Raw the day after. Mm-hmm. And of course, Hogan comes out and and starts the show. And he says, I went 30 minutes with The Rock, brother. Oh, like, that's great. I was <laughs> like, yeah, he dogs. really, yo, he like Bugs bunnied me. Like, I was like, did he get 30 minutes? I was like, he was that's counting feel entrances like. and post-match. Yeah. Bro, that's like true. I looked it that's up. True. I looked up the match time because I'm like, that shit did not feel like 30 minutes mm-hmm. to me. It was like that's funny. Is that the happened. um do they cheer him for like 10 minutes straight on that raw? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's very amazing. Cool. 
Well, that was an amazing legendary match. Everybody should check it out. Uh, also in the comments, leave if you think there's a like a match that could take place in the current day that could get you that pumped and get a crowd that crazy. Yeah, let well, us know. Put it, put it in Canada because those crowds. Yeah, and put it in Canada. Ridiculous. Hey, maybe it's just maybe it's just Sami Zayn versus uh, I don't know who's the uh, AEW's most popular guy. I don't know. Um, yeah. Kenny, I don't I guess Kenny Omega. I don't Kenny know. Omega probably. Hey, well, yeah. in Canada too, Omega versus Zayn in Canada. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, another uh, Canadian boy. Let's move on. Uh, women's title triple threat. Jazz is the champion versus Lita and Trish Stratus. This is another one. Couldn't really recall who got the W, but um, let's talk about it because Lita's still going strong today. She's going to be competing at WrestleMania 39 in a tag match. Trish as well, fully established as the top woman in the division at this time, wearing the Maple Leaf, Canada's own. Mm -hmm. uh, at this time, women were rarely featured, you know, uh, with a lot of time for their match and definitely not more than one match on a card, very rarely, if ever. So, you know, this is more like, what can we do in five, six minutes? And that's all they mm -hmm. got. They got six minutes and 16 seconds to tell their story. And they were treated as uh, what some would say, like the come down match or the concession break match mm -hmm. more often than not. Even though Trish and Lita did main event a raw at one point, like that was yep. pretty groundbreaking. But mm -hmm. other than that, you know, they were treated pretty, um, pretty, I guess, just subpar. But yeah. I feel like Lita and Jazz really had some interesting chemistry jazz one of the people that's pretty underrated especially female competitors in this era frank you were a jazz fan yeah i well i'm not gonna like act like i marked out for jazz <laughs> but i I, always, I like jazz and ecw you know what i mean and like then mm -hmm. when she was in the fed like i thought she was cool too i do think she's underrated i'm not gonna act like she needs to be like put on like the greatest of all time list or anything crazy like that but like no one mentions her ever you know and i feel mm -hmm. like it's a shame you know because she wrestled dudes, dude, you know, in ECW, she was wrestling guys, you know, and putting on like believable and entertaining enough matches, you know, and then in the women's division in the WWE, she was strong, you know, and she was the champion at WrestleMania. So going against the two yeah. top ladies, arguably ever until recently, you know, so, yeah. you know, it's uh, I think she doesn't get any, she doesn't get enough credit. I feel like she hardly gets any, you know, but, um, you know, she deserves mm -hmm. some for sure. Yeah. Jazz was in the middle. Too. She's still, yeah. uh, Shows up mm -hmm. on Impact, too. Mm -hmm. How about that? Yeah, so Jazz was in the midst of a 98-day reign as champion. So they were giving her, this tough girl, some credibility, mm -hmm. quote-unquote, at this time. She hit Trish with a fisherman buster at one point. Would it be a fisherwoman buster or no? <laughs> yeah. It's still bus fisherman, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but, yo, this move is not – I don't see many people do this move. Of all the, like, there's a lot of moves nowadays. Yeah. I don't see anyone whip that one out. And it's a cool move, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like she ended up hit, Yeah, and she ended up hitting it to finish the match off the second rope. Mm -hmm. uh, she hit that Lita. That was nasty, actually. And her yeah. poor poor neck. Lita's poor neck, you know? That's, yeah. why, I, that's why I don't do it. <laughs> you, have to, True. you have to have some skill, you know what I mean, to, like, do something like that. And that's why Jazz is underrated, you know, because she had technique. Mm -hmm. yeah I, you yeah, can Lita. do that like you can just do that suplex like just hold the one leg and it mm -hmm. looks like devastating to me yeah but like it mm -hmm. it's safe you know yeah, like yeah. 
I like the move. But uh, at one point, Lita attempted to hit a moonsault on both the ladies, but Trish got her knees up, and that did lead to the finish. Jazz caught Lita with the fisherman off the fisherman buster off the second second rope. Fisher woman. Yeah, fisher woman, fisher person, whatever you <laughs> the fisher. So with six sixteen, like woman Barbara. There you go. Buster is a boy's name as well. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So six sixteen, not a lot of time. I got to I'm going to be generous 3.3 3 out of 10 because extremely generous. I didn't remember the finish. And also <laughs> I'm telling you, like I'm, I'm a sucker for uh fisherman buster. She hit it twice. It was a cool there move. You go. Yeah. So there we go. That's what I'm, that's what I'm grasping onto for that match really wasn't bad for a three-way nah. honestly. Cause I don't like three-way matches, especially too, like at a time when like the women were basically yeah. used. So Jerry Lawler mm-hmm. could say puppies. Yeah. Exactly. You know, right, like, right. Right. So like good for them. Yeah. Yeah, that. like I enjoyed have? I like I enjoyed the match, not like anything crazy special. I gave it two out of uh five, you know, so four on your scale. Um, you know, three ladies I like, you know, in a match. They didn't have a lot of time, they did what they had to do. It is what it is. I want to point out though how over Lita was because there was like four or five signs in the crowd that I noticed that were just Lita signs, like straight mm-hmm. up saying Lita right in the front row, like, there was a person with a leader, like, an intricate leader. So there was, like, so many, and then, you know, women's wrestling doesn't get that kind of love, especially at that time, you know, and to yeah. see how over Lita, it shows how, like, significant, like, the impact she made. And was, she was know? wrestling a woman from Canada. From Canada. Exactly. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Yeah, so I just think that's cool about Lita a little, because I just noticed, I was like, look at all these Lita signs, you know? Yeah, so yeah. She was super over. I did see a sign real quick during the Hogan match. It said, um, Hulk Hogan, very clever, um, witty, you know, insult by the Canadians who are so kind. This is the best they could do. It said Hulk Hogan, 1983 called. That's it. That was the size. Hey, got him. <laughs> got him. Got him. What do you got on the rating, Frank? Two out of five. Two out oh, of that's five. right. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. You mm-hmm. said that. Duke, what do you got on the rating? Um, well, I'm I'm with Frank on this. Um, I think the coolest part of the match was Trish Stratus's ring gear. <laughs> so I I also gave it a two out of ten. Yeah, two out of ten. Okay, and that's all we well, talk about. That we're gonna move on to the main event, but before we do, as Christian's getting in his cab to leave <laughs> with this hardcore title, Maven sneaks up from behind, rolls him up for a big pin, and he regains that hardcore title he showed up to the to the arena with. He also took Christian's cab. <laughs> this is what got me is made me chuckle. This dude's leaving with no wallet, no luggage, <laughs> no bag. He's just gonna that title, like they got they the title, <laughs> the, all these guys and girls that chase that title around all night, like it must have meant so much to them to be mm-hmm. like scouring the backstage looking for the champion. Like they're not showing up to the hotel to fight the world champion or knock <laughs> on their door. They want that hardcore title, like they're obsessed with it. It's crazy. Maven's the chant. He leaves with it. Let's go to the main event. Undisputed championship. We already talked about the the build, the hype video earlier that was covered with Drowning Pool um, and their, their hype video. Listen, Triple H got another live music entrance. He might hold the record for most uh, entrances played live because he had the DX at one point. He had, I won't yeah. go down the list, Motorhead. But, um, this might be my least favorite version of all trips entrance songs or, you know, um, covers or whatever you want to call it. Cause I'm all about trips is old school music. Like most of his themes were cool, but yeah. just didn't do it. I did notice triple H was 
Jack to the gills and definitely the ta- the tannest man in Canada. Well, we got to <laughs> say that. T- tannest white man in Canada, without a doubt. Well, Hogan, I mean, listen, you don't put anything. I'd like know. to see them. I, I don't. I <laughs> yeah. think Trips was Tanner, dude. Dude, he Hogan was, was a, a couple of shades darker than the black Hawaiian man that he wrestled. You know what I mean? So I just, <laughs> right. just want to point true. it out. I, I want to see the side to side. We'll have to take some screenshots. <laughs> That's as Sharon would Triple say. Triple H Hogan. look like a full ass hot dog. That's what Sharon said. She he was hot mm-hmm. dog shade. Trips mm-hmm. was, um, but listen, man, this this mania event, mania main event, Duke, you you and I both know, and Frank, you probably feel the same way. But pretty much every single WrestleMania we would watch, we knew who was going to win the main event. Yeah, this, this might have been one of the most obvious ever, mm-hmm. though. Um, yep. I was going to ask you guys, did you have any doubt at all that Trips was no. winning this? Zero. No, sadly. Which makes it tough, you know? Yeah, but, um, unfortunately, like, you know, put in the main event. we're, we're going to get into the match, so I'm just going to, I'm just going to go for it. Um, Chris Jericho was basically given the undisputed title so he could lose to Triple H, you know, like, mm-hmm. that's just a fact. Like, why else does he beat you know, Stone Cold and The Rock in the same night. Like, they needed a bad guy to lose the Triple H when he came back. And, like, I love Jericho, one of my all-time favorites, but, like, this version of him, like, and it's not his fault. Like, what they did with him, like, putting Stephanie with him. Like, it's just so, like... I want to talk about Stephanie. Not Jericho, you know? like. I want to talk about Stephanie really quick and then I'll let you guys rant on this, but she, this is the payoff. You say they gave uh, Jericho the titles just to drop to triple H, but the real story here is triple H as fucking nuts as this sounds. The whole story is they're leading to is triple H pedigreeing this woman. Like that's the payoff. (laughs) Why we like, we only have this match basically. So yes, he can win the titles, but it's so he can beat up a woman or like, yep. That's the like what we're building towards, and it's just so ridiculous that Jericho's like the middleman in the exactly. Stephanie yep. trips feud. Um, they love to do right. that WrestleMania main events as well. If you think like Miz is champion against Cena, you know what I mean, and with The Rock as the referee or whatever mm-hmm. enforcer, you know, and it's just like he's just the guy with the belt, even though he didn't lose that, he actually won the main event, which is disgusting. But uh. Mm-hmm. You know, like they love to do that with like like muddy up their main events to build something else sometimes and now it's like come on don't do it at mania you know and but yep. anyway no you're right it's it's the prestigious stage but they they use and stephanie um she had heat like she was good at getting heat but but i never really understood the pairing with her and jericho because i feel like vince looked at jericho always always looked at jericho as like not good enough not big enough not yep. quote unquote over enough. Mm-hmm. Got to give him this. Got to give him that. They tried to put early on. Tried to put Mr. Hughes with him. Mm-hmm. They tried to do mm-hmm. all, all this shit with him instead of just letting him be him. We already talked about this before on another episode. But um, this I'm with you, Duke. Like this Jericho. Like I think it was like I don't know if this was like King of the World or whatever he was doing. It was just all. I don't know, man. And on this stage, I hate to say it because I do love Jericho. Like, I, I have a lot of love for him. But, like, he just didn't feel like he belonged in this main event. And that's nope. not a knock on him, really. I don't think it's a no. knock on him. No. Well, listen, they booked themselves backwards anyway with this. It's all now we go, we always talk about it. But, like, it's obviously shouldn't have been the main event, right? And I understand the argument of the world title. 
But like they've moved past that other times of conveniently when Triple H is just wants to fight Undertaker in the main mm-hmm. event with no world title. You know what I mean? It always seems to be like Triple H focused. And obviously the guy has influence in the company and he'll defend that the title always goes on last. But we knew The Rock and Hulk Hogan was the main event of that show. Like everybody yep. could see it coming. You knew even if it, if that match was just okay, it was going to be hard to follow with the crowd. And then it's the most predictable outcome, right? Like unless they swerve us and let Jericho fucking take that title, but it wasn't going to happen. You know, the whole build was for triple H. It was like a triple H show, you know, and just like, Mm -hmm. and it makes it gross, especially if you're not like a big triple H mark, you know what I mean? And they sort of like, so you go into this and you're just like, uh, not to mention these guys have a lot of time and the match is so ordinary, you know? And Mm -hmm. it's like, it doesn't even Mm -hmm. suck. But just where it's at on the card, the significance of it and all, and like what we get, it just makes it feel very just like, man, this is one. It feels like one of the worst main events of WrestleMania, even though it isn't like really, mm-hmm. if you're being honest, it's not. No, it's, but, it's not. Yeah, but it's it not. Like but it, it feels like it because the show was like you were so high, you know, and then like you come down and it's like a pretty dry match, you know, and, and it's and it's almost twice as long as Rock and Hogan or whatever, you know, so it's like it's crazy. And these are you're right. These are two, my guys at this time were Jericho and Triple H. Like, those are my favorite guys. So for me at that time, if I put me in whatever, what I was at, 21 years old at that time, Mm -hmm. I know I felt like Jericho deserved to be in there. Like, I was hyped for it. I was was definitely not saying what I'm saying now. I think it's just like, in hindsight, the way his career uh, unfolded. It's like he kind of stands out here as uh, who doesn't belong and why. And um, it's all about the booking, probably, you know. but he was like, you're right. It was a 98 day reign after beating Austin and rock in one night. He's only three months. So you do all that work to build him up to be the first ever. And then mm-hmm. it's just for this. And I know I was torn as far as my rooting. It's just, but anyway, let me, let me run through it really, really quick because um, they fought outside the ring early on. There was a lot of like, you know, build with the Steph stuff. We were always teasing trips, getting his hands on Stephanie at one point, Triple H applied a figure four. Steph got involved. And I just feel like at one point, Jericho had an Indian death lock. They were working holes. And mm-hmm. um, Jericho applied the walls of Jericho. I never understood this spot, like on the outside, on the table. And they tried to make <laughs> it act like it was more lethal of an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, they fought outside. He eventually backdropped Triple H into the Spanish announced table. It was a sick bump, honestly, part of the better part of this match, I think, is when they got outside. Um which is weird because they're two technicians. But um, anyways, Triple H recovered. This was very, very ordinary. The match itself. Tri- uh, Jericho had a uh, Walls of Jericho applied for, I want to say, like two whole minutes, yeah. which is cool. That's old school. You know, they were building to Triple H coming back and recovering. And he did. He hit a slingshot into a pedigree. Triple H is your new undisputed champion. That ends the run of Jericho. Like we said, it was 98 days. What are you guys, what are your thoughts? Like if you could wrap them up on just this match, like this was the main event of a WrestleMania. Give me your closing thoughts and your rating on this match. Well, in closing for me, like I tried to watch this from the like perspective of like, I kind of always have hated on this match. So I was like, let me look at this with like clear eyes and appreciate just the match for what it was not stuck in the moment of the night or being annoyed with triple a and like anything, just removing all of those factors <laughs> and just watch this match. Um, 
you know, I think it's, I think it's fine. I think it's solid. I think you got two guys who know how to work, but Jericho, I don't I feel like his heart's not in it. And it makes it feel like a guy who's just participating in somebody else's show, right? It's the Triple H and Stephanie show. He just happens to be the guy with the belt. And and it's sad because he's like a guy who dreamt of main eventing WrestleMania and he did. And it's kind of like, not like the moment he wished it was. He's talked about it openly, you know? And I just think it, all that, emotion and energy that he like has expressed since then like it shows in the match yeah triple h gets his moment but he's gotten a dozen of those fucking moments at the same show you know what i mean so it doesn't feel like any more special than any of them and triple h's return was sick which is sad you know what i mean because like all of this stuff was cool but like it just mm-hmm. just felt too so i gave it a 2.75 out of five Okay. Five at point five on your scale because it like it doesn't suck, right? Like if you're just judging it as a match, but this is WrestleMania's main event. You did follow The Rock and Hogan and mm-hmm. thought that was the wise move. You know what I mean? If ego driven move, in my opinion. So you know, like you sort of, you sort of uh stab yourself like in the foot. You know, like if this was like um. This is the opener. You know how sometimes they'll do like a world title. Now we have multiple mm-hmm. world titles where they do that. I know it's not realistic at the time, but if this just wasn't the main event, I think it gets a little less hate than it is at this at this point. Yeah, I think everything you say is spot on. And I want to point out before Duke, you give your rating, the Triple H comeback was epic. Like him coming back from the injury and the pops he got, and oh I was God. like, I, I I'm like I'm happy he did have this uh return and, and this redemption and all that and that's just a shame it was at the expense of one of my guys at the time jericho mm-hmm. uh that's what kind of sucked but um i'll say this really quick and then you can give your stuff duke but triple h only held this belt 35 days and then dropped it to hogan so mm. it's just all that stuff all of it it's just yeah, it's corny and then look where it ends up you know and i'm you know hogan getting his runs cool but it's just it was a little bit weird what do you got on the rating duke Yeah, I mean, before I get into the rating, I mentioned it like from the very first match, the word chemistry. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that that is what this event lacked overall. I think it was uh, like some questionable booking, you know, like you have all this talent. Like if if we went through like just the people on this roster, like that wrestled at WrestleMania 18, like, I think we could probably come up with like a better card, you know, like a more interesting card. And like, um, because these guys, like, I don't really think they have chemistry, these two. And like, at this time, Jericho said it, like they didn't like each other. And I think Frank, you nailed it when you just said ordinary, Mm -hmm. it was just ordinary. It was exactly average at an above average event with an above average crown crowd, excuse me, for an above average title, you know, like mm-hmm. this is like mm-hmm. the spot that everybody wants to be in. And like you said, like Jericho dreamed of this and I'm sure triple H did too. Right. Like mm-hmm. lifelong wrestling fan, but like this match is exactly what you said. Ordinary. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I'm looking at it with fresh eyes. I've watched this match again, more than I should have, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. trying to like be fair and like it, but like there's like botches, like Triple H spine busters them and almost like Jericho's neck almost lands on the rope. Just a lot of like 
for two such professionals, like it's just not very good, man. Like mm. it's just not. So and like I yeah. said, the uh the fucking Stephanie involvement, like completely unnecessary. Like you said, John, like Jericho's a middleman because we just want to see Stephanie get pedigreed. Like, what are we talking about? Mm. You know, like their their best match was on Raw when Triple H was a bad guy. And Jericho was a good guy at State College, and it looked like uh, Jericho won. Yeah. That match is way yeah, better sick. than this. Yeah, yeah. I that like their cool. their last man standing match uh, was really good too. Uh, I'll give them props for that. It was, I think, it was No Way Out or something like that. They had a really good, you know. But but I'll, I'll let me get you your rating real quick, dude. Yeah, and this. like you know, two again, two guys that I loved at this time, but uh, just didn't didn't do it. I gave it a four point five out of ten. Okay, so I'm a little bit more generous, but I'm right around where Frank is. I'm at a 5.2 out of 10. This is solely based on two guys I really love, especially at this time. I'm going to say the chemistry, you make a point, but I think it's more the story. The story behind this all centering around Stephanie getting her pedigree, which she did, by the way, Triple H did hit it in the middle of the match and everybody cheered and great. But um, I think if you give these guys a different story, like Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho had a very interesting story the next year. And that's that's different. That's HBK. But that was the teacher versus the student. I was just going to say, like, if it's if this is the exact story and it's Eddie Guerrero and Chris Jericho. Right. You know, what's going to be the better match? So Chris Benoit, Chris Benoit was uh, injured, I think, at the time during WrestleMania. He was like doing the neck injury thing. Mm. Was was Eddie not with where was Eddie? No, um, they I thought about that, too, because like I was like, why wasn't like Eddie? But remember, Eddie was at WrestleMania 17. Mm. No, no. Eddie was on the roster. But where was it? That's what I'm saying. Like, is this when he left? maybe this, this time maybe. i don't think so bro because because he was i thought about of... that because i was like wait a minute were the radicals here yet because none of them I were le- on the show no nah, dude i legit think no they were in the company but they legit I they had were. not yeah not released in them. january 19th 2000 yeah so no i, I know they were here because yeah. again eddie wrestled at wrestlemania 17 like i remember that yeah it's just weird to think that you know guerrero benoit were on the roster and even a guy like i'm not well dude the i mean i don't like the big show or anything i was just gonna say that that he was at wwf new york during i was just gonna say why yeah exactly i was gonna say the same thing so i'm with you um at 5.2 out of 10 i think um you know it's a shame is all I could say, because these are two of my guys and they got that bright stage. And I'm sure Jericho, uh, Vince McMahon looked at Jericho thinking he couldn't cut the mustard when in reality, look how this story was framed. Like, look how this was. And... I just looked into it too, for the record, Eddie was released for November, 2001. So this would be okay. a few months after that. So, okay. Fair yeah, enough. So that's why. Sense. Real quick, wow. too, about this match and the aftermath, because I saw Jericho talk about this on one of his like little little like shows or whatever. Um, he got his pay and Triple H got four times the amount Crazy. that Chris Jericho did. Yeah. Four times. Yep. Woo wee. Well, you know, and he said he went to Vince and complained and like 
he gave him more, but he was like, it still wasn't much Triple H. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? Well, let's talk about um, a little bit of the aftermatch. Duke, you mentioned it on that next Raw. Like, they were going into the brand extension. We were never going to have this kind of, you know, WrestleMania again. It was always SmackDown and Raw titles and six ta- six world title matches, five tag team title matches. It was really the end of an era in a lot of ways, uh, especially end of the NWO. That was no not to be anymore. Um, you know, Hogan would come in and out of some appearances, but this was the the last i'd say you know i think this was the last gigantic match for hogan i know we fought sean i know we shot like he fought vince but you'd say that this was the last i don't know i guess first triple h was big when he won the title but um i like that match actually i mean hogan still had some matches but i mean this was i think his best um match you know when he returned i would say but we did get you know the austin walkout after this like a lot of things ended after this a lot of you know this time um yeah. kind of came to an end but let's talk about the ma- uh the show in its entirety let's give our rating for wrestlemania 18 and then we will um kind of wrap it up but what you guys really quick think of the whole show and give me your rating for wrestlemania 18 um well i thought it was listen i thought it was a fun enough show overall but it didn't you know when i when you look at the names on the on the card too you're like damn Huge name after huge name after huge name, but like nothing quite lives up to that other than a, a few matches, in my opinion. Um, I did enjoy Scott Hall Austin. I did think Taker and uh, uh, Flair had a great match. And then Rock and Hogan was like the star of the show. So for those three matches, it brings the score up a bit, but still I give it a six out of 10 overall. Okay. Too many middle of the pack and then a few below average to me matches, you know, knock the score down. But a few good ones worth checking out. Nice. Duke, what'd you have? Yeah, I agree. Like, um, I was I was definitely glad that I watched this again mm-hmm. for for Flair Taker and Rock Hogan. Like, besides that, like, you know, I know you guys love Stone Cold and Scott mm, Hall, yeah. but like I think um, overall, like without those matches, like my my rating is very low, probably. Um, And if I were to recommend if you guys are listening and you're thinking about checking this out, if anything, watch the Flair Taker match and definitely watch Rock and Hogan. I think they're both definitely worth checking out. And um, I think they're enjoyable for any sort of fan, like any age, any genre that you like etc but overall my rating is a 4.2 out of 10 all right wow so yeah we we're harder on wrestlemanias in general i think because we always you know get so hype and i still feel like this one um because of hogan and rock it's it's you know you gave us a memorable uh iconic match same with flair and taker upon another rewatch so it's it's got some um, iconic memories. I think there's stuff to go back and check out, which makes it, you know, worth it. I feel like some of these WrestleManias are just flat out unwatchable because they don't offer you any of those things. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing to go back and watch. But this gives you quite a few things. I just I didn't love the aesthetics of the set, Frank. We talked about that before yeah, the show. Yeah. yeah, we didn't. I didn't love how the show looked. Uh, I definitely didn't love how the show sounded between some of these musical performances and Jerry Lawler and. Um, this Hogan Rock really took 
a very average WrestleMania other than Taker and Hogan. And it, and it made it I an iconic must-watch event to see that match. And for that, like, I give it a 5.4 out of 10. Uh, grading it hard on a WrestleMania scale because if this was a, you know, backlash, it'd be in the 9 out of 10, you know? But it's <laughs> um, it's WrestleMania, so... 5.4 out of 10. I enjoyed it. I'm glad we did go back and rewatch it. It's it's not the era I love to go back and watch, to be honest with you. But yeah. every so often, you know, we got to do it. Uh, but yeah, this has been fun. Next week, we're probably going to get into more WrestleMania-related content. We are on the roads to WrestleMania. I said that right. Um, and yeah, we appreciate everybody. Listen, leave in the comments what you thought about WrestleMania 18. Tell us... Uh, Maybe we're, we're being a little too hard on some of these matches. Maybe we're overrating Paul and Austin a little bit. Yeah, we're definitely. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, let, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> but let, let us know in the comments and uh, leave your ratings. Continue to subscribe, like the videos, all that good stuff. This has been No Sold. I got the East-West Connection. We'll be back next week. Same Stone Cold time. Same No Sold time. Mm, is that how we say it? I'm in a Stone Cold mood, bro. Stone Cold. Oh, I'm gonna rewatch well, we it right can now. Steal, we're gonna steal his line, but make it us. That's clever. That's better than my again. idea. Go for it. <laughs> you can. You can hit it. You can do it. Same no sold time. Same no sold channel.